Hmm? Where did you put that new cream shirt with the collar attached? It's in the wardrobes, dear. No, it's not. I've looked. Well, it was there last night. Distinctly remember putting it there. Oh, Paul, really? Well, now what's the matter? You're wearing it. What? <laughs> that is so I am. But don't tell me you've started to pack already. Well, of course I have. You don't expect me to do everything at the last moment. But we don't leave till the day after tomorrow. Oh, you men, really? Do you know what I've got to do before we go away? No. I've got to see about the laundry, cancel the newspapers, phone the grocer... All right, darling, all right. But I'm busy too, you know. The <laughs> phones never stop ringing. First my publisher, then my agent, then some people called Conway and Wacy or something. Conway and Races? Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, Conway and Races. Now, you know perfectly well that's the shop in Bond Street, and I'm waiting to hear about a fitting. Oh, yes, they said something about a fitting. Um, three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Three o'clock. Yeah, um, well, I think it was three o'clock. You really are the limit, Paul. Excuse me, sir. Yes, what is it, Charlie? Uh, there's a Mr. Sterling would like to see you. Mr. Sterling? Yes, sir. Well, who is he? Do you know? No, sir. Have you seen him before, Charlie? No. What's he look like? Oh, he's quite a gent. Grey hair, walks with a stick. Wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't got a gammy leg. Is that his card? Uh, oh, yes, sir. Terrant Brothers, Guildford, Mr. Wilfred Sterling, Assistant Sales Director. Terrant Brothers... Aren't they the refrigerator people? Yes. Where is he, Charlie? I've put him in the drawing room, sir. Oh, all right. Wilfred Sterling. You know, that name's familiar, Paul. Oh, he probably wants to sell us a fridge. I'll get rid of him. But remember, we're having lunch early today, just after 12. All right, see you. Uh, Mr. Sterling? Oh, good morning, Mr. Temple. Oh, good morning. You probably think it's an impertinence, my calling like this, but... I had to see you. Well, what do you want to see me about? I... I want to talk to you. Yes, I rather gathered that, but... Uh... Mr. Temple, I don't think Howard Gilbert murdered my daughter. Howard Gilbert? Uh, are you Brenda Sterling's father? Yes. Yes, but just a minute. I, I only know what I've read in the newspapers, of course, but... Howard Gilbert's already been convicted... In fact, your evidence helped to convict him. Yes, I, I look, know it did, Look, but... before you go any further, I must tell you, I'm not connected with Scotland Yard in any way. If you've got any fresh evidence, it's your duty... No, no, I haven't. There's nothing new. No further development. It's just that I don't think Howard Gilbert did murder my daughter. Well, he, he was found guilty and sentenced to death. Yes, I know. You must have had a reason for coming here. Don't you think Gilbert had a fair trial? Oh, yes, he did. He did indeed. Well, then. Mr. Temple, have you ever had a feeling about something, an indefinable feeling that you just can't explain? Yes. Well, I've got that feeling about Howard Gilbert. I don't think he did murder Brenda. But surely the... I know that all the evidence pointed towards it, but I still don't think he did it. Hmm. Sit down for a moment. This leg of mine isn't too good when I'm sitting down. I, if you don't mind, I'd rather stand. Yes, of course. Mr. Sterling, tell me, were you fond of your daughter? Of course I was. I was very fond of her. Were you pleased when she became engaged to Howard Gilbert? Very. He seemed a steady young fellow. I liked him enormously. Supposing you discovered that this hunch of it your... It isn't exactly a hunch. Well, for want of a better word, let's call it a hunch. Supposing you find there's no justification for Oh, this. I'm not against capital punishment, if that's what you're thinking. If Howard did murder Brenda, then he's got to pay for it. But I don't think he did. Look, would you tell me what happened exactly the night your daughter was murdered? 
Very well. I will. Howard called for her at about six o'clock. He was taking her to the theater. I saw him for a few moments and then went upstairs. I heard them talking. They were having a row. Practically shouting at each other. What was the row about? Brenda worked as a model at Conway and Racy's. She told Howard that she intended to stay on there after they were married. But Howard didn't like the idea. To be frank, he wasn't keen on her being a model. I see. They left the house at about a quarter to seven and, according to all accounts, continued their argument at the theater. You know the rest of the story. Early next morning, they found Brenda on a deserted bombsite near Soho Square. Yes, I remember. Did your daughter go out with anyone apart from Howard Gilbert? No. At, at least I don't think so. She was friendly with a girl called June Michael, but they very seldom went out together. Does Miss Michael work at Conway and Races? Yes, I believe she's in the hat department now. But she used to be a model, too. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid there's just nothing I can do, Mr. Sterling. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm sorry to have bothered you, only I thought perhaps... Mr. Temple, I'm worried about something I found in a diary of Brenda's. I was going through her things shortly after it happened, and I found this diary in one of her handbags. Well? Well, apparently on May the 12th, she had an appointment with a man called Fairfax. You can see the entry here. L. Fairfax, 8.30. Is this your daughter's handwriting? Yes, of course, it's her diary. Yes, yes, I appreciate that, but is it her handwriting? Oh, yes, quite definitely. Had you heard of this man before you found the diary? No, never, that's the whole point. Brenda never mentioned him. Did you tell the police about this? Yes, of course. I also told Sir Henry Rawlinson. Rawlinson? Um, he was defending Gilbert. Oh, yes, of course. And nothing happened? No. Sir Henry didn't seem to think it was very important. And the police? I think the police did make some attempt to find him, but I never heard anything further. What about June Michael? No. I spoke to June myself. She'd never heard of anyone called Fairfax. Mm. Well, you know, even if the police found this mysterious man, it, it isn't to say he'd be able to help them in any way. I realize that, In but any I... case, if I remember rightly, a woman identified Gilbert. She saw him walking away from the bombsite. Yes. Well, there you are. But somehow I, I just can't believe it. Howard was such a good fellow. Decent, straightforward... Strange things happen in this world, sometimes to very decent people. Yes, I know. Is Howard appealing... He has appealed. It was refused yesterday afternoon. Oh, I see. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Serling, but there's just nothing I can do. What time is it? Uh, about half past eleven. Oh, that clock's right for a change. Hmm. Paul? Hmm? This Gilbert case isn't going to make any difference to our holiday, is it? Don't be silly, darling. Yes, well, I know you. You enjoy getting involved in things. Yes, but I can't get involved this time. This, there just isn't a Gilbert case. It's finished. All over. Yes. Yes. He did it all right. There's no doubt about it. Did you ever see her, Steve? Who? Brenda Sterling. She worked at Conway and Racy's. She was a model. Yes, I know, but... All those models look alike to me. I didn't recognize her from the photographs. Mm. Oh, dear. Oh, I can hardly keep my eyes open. 
Oh, isn't that wonderful? Are you going to read? No. Are you? Mm -mm. I'll switch the light out. It's odd Wilfred Sterling should have come to see you, isn't it? How do you mean? Well, if it had been Gilbert's father... Gilbert hasn't got a father. He's an orphan. How do you know? It was in the papers. Oh. But I still think it's pretty odd. About Sterling, I mean. After all, it was his daughter who was murdered. Mm, But he didn't think Gilbert did it. Mm. Still, I see your point. What did you say, darling? I said I see your point. What point? Oh, go to sleep. Good night. Good night, dear. mind if I switch the light on? No, do. What time is it? Quarter to one. Can't you sleep? I keep thinking of that name all the time. What name? The one I told you was in Brenda Sterling's diary. Fairfax. Mm. You know, there's something familiar about that name. I've, I've seen it before somewhere. You mean you've heard it before? Yeah. No. What did I say, Steve? Well, you said you'd seen it before. Yes, and that's what I meant. I've seen it. I've read it somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a funny thing. I was half asleep just now, and I kept thinking of that confounded name and saying to myself, Fairfax Oliver Cromwell, Charles II. Why, Charles II? Don't ask me, darling. Oh, I'm beginning to think it's a jolly good job we're going on holiday. <laughs> yes, but there must be a reason. For... I've got it. Lord Fairfax was the character who tried to get the king back on the throne after Oliver Cromwell died. Well? Well, don't you see association of ideas? Lord Fairfax, Oliver Cromwell, Charles II. Well, what has this got to do with Brenda Sterling? I told you, the name was in her diary. Don't you remember? May the 12th, 8.30, L. Fairfax. My dear Paul, if Lord Fairfax was a buddy of Oliver Cromwell's, he's been dead for years. Yes, but don't you see, Brenda Sterling didn't have a date with a man called Fairfax. She had it at a place called the Lord Fairfax. Oh, I wonder if you're right. Of course I'm right. Pass me the telephone. Who are you going to phone at this time of night? Sir Graham Forbes, I want to know if there's a pub or an inn or a hotel within 50 miles of London called the Lord Fairfax. Sir Graham's in bed. Well, I'm in bed. Come on, Steve. Give me the telephone. Here we go. Here we go again. I just don't see why you should interest yourself in the Gilbert Affair, Temple. The case is closed. It's finished. I've told you why I'm interested, Sir Graham. Sterling came to see me. He was obviously upset because Gilbert's appeal had been refused, and he told me about the diary. But we know all about the diary, Temple. Did you know that Brenda Sterling's appointment was at a place called the Lord Fairfax and not with a person called L. Fairfax? No. This is news to me, Sir Graham. Temple's got a theory, Kingston. He thinks that the L. Fairfax in the diary refers to Lord Fairfax. And it's the name of an inn or a public house. Yes, I suppose that's possible. Well, so far it's only a theory. 
It hasn't been proved there is a place called the Lord Fairfax. Now we're checking on it, sir. We started checking on it at a quarter past one this morning, Inspector. <laughs> I'm sorry for phoning you at that unearthly hour, Sir Jack. <laughs> it's all right. Inspector, were you in charge of the Gilbert case? I was. From the beginning? Yes. Well, I've only heard part of the story. I, I know they had a row and went to the theatre. I'd like to hear the rest of the story. Well, they left together before the show finished at about ten o'clock. Now, according to Gilbert's first statement, the row came to a climax outside the theatre and Brenda turned her back on him and walked away. Gilbert got into his car and drove home. He said, mark you, this was his first statement, that he arrived home at about half past ten. Gilbert had a flat in New Cavendish Street that he shared with a man called Lance Reynolds. Lance Reynolds. Go on, Inspector. Well, Reynolds didn't confirm Gilbert's story said that Gilbert arrived home at about half past twelve. We tackled Gilbert on this point and he changed his statement. Uh -huh. He said he left Brenda outside the theatre at about ten o'clock, drove round the West End, parked his car in St James's Square and then went for a walk. He says he got back to the square at about quarter past twelve, picked up his car and drove home. No one saw him or the car. In short, he couldn't account for his movements between ten o'clock when he left the theatre and 12.30. And we know it was during that period that the murder was committed. I see. And then? Well, two days after the murder, Gilbert sent a suit to be sponged and pressed. I went to see the cleaners and found a handkerchief in one of the pockets. It had blood on it. The blood belonged to the same group as the murdered woman's. Gilbert admitted it was his handkerchief, but couldn't account for the blood. I thought the girl was strangled. She was. But there was a bad scratch down the side of her face. That accounted for the blood. Mm. Who discovered the body? A woman called Talbot. She's got a flat in Soho Square. She was taking a short cut across the bomb site. What time was that? Just after midnight. As she reached the bomb site, a man pushed past her and started running down Greek Street. She gave us a description of the man, and she picked him out at an identity parade. It was Howard Gilbert. I see. I believe you found Gilbert's fingerprints on Miss Sterling's handbag. Yes, we did. Was anything missing? No, nothing. Except her shoe. What do you mean? She was only wearing one shoe on her right foot. The other must have fallen off during the struggle. I see. Oddly enough, we never found it. Well, thank you, Inspector. I'm grateful to you for giving me all the details. I'm sure you'll be pleased with the dress, Mrs. Temple. It really does look awfully nice on you. But it's not the dress I'm worried about. It's the hat. I can't make up my mind whether I like it or not. But it's so smart. I'm sure your husband will like it. Well, I hope so. He's paying for it. <laughs> Hello, Steve. You ready? I'm just waiting for my dress. They're packing it for me. Good afternoon, Mr. Temple. You remember Miss Wayne? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Hello, Miss Wayne. If you'll excuse me, I'll just see if your dress is ready, Mrs. Temple. Thank you. How did you get on at Scotland Yard? So-so. Mm, did you see Sir Graham? Mm-hmm. You look depressed. That wasn't such a good idea of mine after all, Steve. Isn't there a place called the Lord Fairfax? Well, if there is, they haven't found it. Here you are, Mrs. Temple. Oh, I'll take it. Oh, thank you. Miss Wayne, I believe you have a young lady working here called June Michael. That's right. She's in the hat department. Do you think I could have a word with her? She's not here today, I'm afraid. Oh. Is she ill? No, I don't think so. At least she was here last night. We were stock-taking. Uh, where does she live, do you know? She's got a flat in Plymouth Mansions, just off Baker Street. Have you telephoned? The supervisor has. Apparently, there's no reply. Knowing June, she's probably gone to the races. 
I understand she was a friend of Brenda Sterling's. Yes, I believe they were very close friends. That was a dreadful business, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh, there's the phone. Excuse me. Goodbye, Mrs. Temple. See you again soon. Yes, of course. Not too soon, I hope. (laughs) Are we going straight home? Yes. Via Baker Street. Are you sure this is the right flat? I said so downstairs, number 14, June Michael. Yes, well, this is 14, all right. Yes. She's obviously not in. Well, it doesn't look like it. Why did you want to see her, Paul? Well, we know she was friendly with Brenda Sterling, and yet apparently Inspector Kingston... Well, what is it, Paul? Do you smell gas? Yes. Wait a minute. What is it? There's something across the bottom of the door. And she's plugged the keyhole. We've got to get this door open. Steve, go downstairs, see if you can find the porter, and tell him what's happened. Quick. I've got the pass key. I told the porter to phone the local hospital and get a doctor, just in case. Good. Put your handkerchief over your mouth, Steve. Get that window open. Yes. I'm going into the bedroom. Oh, there she is. Uh, Miss Michael. Miss Michael. Lift her head, Steve. Is she still alive, do you think? I don't know. Hold her head higher. Oh, she looks dreadful. I wish that doctor would come. Shouldn't be long. The hospital's only just around the corner. Miss Michael. June. Can you hear me? June. It doesn't look as if she's going to come round. Do you think she's taken sleeping tablets or something? June, listen to me. June, listen up. What is it? One of her shoes is missing. Hello, sir. Hello, Charlie. Will you take this parcel? Put it in the dressing room, Charlie, please. Okie dokie. Charlie. Oh. Yes, Mrs. T. Any telephone message, Charlie? No, sir. Oh, there's a Mr. Reynolds waiting to see you. Reynolds? Yes, sir. He's in the drawing room. I asked if he had an appointment, but he's... How long has he been here? Oh, about a quarter of an hour, sir. He insisted on waiting. Couldn't get rid of him. All right, Charlie. Yes, sir. Do you know who he is, Paul? Yes, he's a friend of Howard Gilbert's. They shared a flat in New Cavendish Street. Have you met him? No, but Sir Graham mentioned him this morning. Now, what on earth does he want... Mr. Temple? Yes? I do apologize for intruding like this. My name is Lance Reynolds. Oh, what can I do for you, Mr. Reynolds? I'll come straight to the point. Oh, before you come to the point, uh, may I introduce my wife? How do you do? Good afternoon. I believe you saw Inspector Kingston this morning and that you discussed the Gilbert case. Did Inspector Kingston tell you that? No, not exactly. But I make a point of being well informed about all aspects of the Gilbert case. Go on. I imagine Inspector Kingston gave you a few details about me, but just in case he didn't... He told me that you'd shared a flat with Howard Gilbert. That's all he told me. I see. He didn't mention my theory. No. Oh, well, that simplifies matters. We can start at the beginning. I have a theory about the Gilbert case. You know, Reynolds, I'm not officially concerned with the Gilbert case. If you've got a theory, the obvious person to discuss it with is Inspector Kingston. But Inspector Kingston knows all about my theory. We've already discussed it at great length. Well, I'm afraid I've neither the time nor the inclination to discuss it. Mr. Temple, 
You saw Wilfred Sterling last night, didn't you? Yes. Is that why you became interested in the Gilbert case? Partly. He told you about the diary, didn't he? Belonging to his daughter. It had the name Fairfax in it. L. Fairfax. Yes. Miss Sterling had an appointment with Mr. Fairfax at 8.30 on May the 12th. We don't know that for certain. But we do. It's in the diary. Just because it's in the diary... It's my belief that Brenda Sterling was having an affair with this man Fairfax. Really? Yes. And that he followed them to the theatre that night. Hmm. Well, it's an interesting theory, but surely rather obvious. The truth very often is obvious. Hmm. Then I take it you don't believe that Howard Gilbert murdered Brenda Sterling? Nothing in the world will convince me that he committed that murder. I see. Now, I've taken up a great deal of your time, and I'll come straight to the point. This letter arrived for Howard by the afternoon post. It was marked, please forward, but I opened it. Oh. You'll see that it was posted in Como, Italy, four days ago. I want you to read it. Very well. Read it out, Paul. The Danilo Hotel, Como. Dear Howard, so now it's all over. All over, and they found you guilty. I wonder whether you did murder Brenda Sterling. When I read about the murder and saw Brenda's photograph in the newspapers, I said to myself, there but for the grace of God. Dear Brenda, a lovely creature, but she wasn't a very easy person, was she, Howard? I wonder whether you happen to be the unlucky one they've picked on. I wonder. Was her shoe missing, Howard? Ask the police, it might be worth your while. L. Fairfax. But, Paul... You, this... you say this arrived by the afternoon post? Yes. Well, why haven't you taken it to Scotland Yard? <laughs> the unimaginative Inspector Kingston. He'd probably think I'd written it myself. Did you? I'm leaving the letter with you. If it's important, and it seems to me very important, you'll know how to deal with it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have another appointment. Good afternoon, Mrs. Temple. Good afternoon. I'll see you out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well. What an objectionable man. I've met some people in my time, but really. <laughs> Where's that letter? Yeah. I had to. I wonder whether you did murder her or whether you happen to be the unlucky one they've picked on. They've picked on? Well, he means the police, surely. Uh, do you think so? Who else could he mean? I don't know. Paul, was her shoe missing? Brenda Sterling's, I mean. Yes. So was June Michaels. Yes, so was June Michaels. Steve, I... I hate to say this, but would you be terribly disappointed if we postponed the holiday? The way things are going, I should be terribly surprised if we don't. <laughs> hello? Paul Temple? Yes? Kingston here, Scotland Yard. Oh, hello, Inspector. I was just going to ring you. I've got some news for you. I've got some news for you, too, Temple. Yes? We've just had a report in from Surrey. Apparently there is an inn called the Lord Fairfax. It's just outside Westerdale. Really? You sound surprised. Uh, no, no, not at all. Well, we've found the place. Now it's up to you. Uh, what did you say the village was called? Westerdale. It's about six miles from Farnham, near the Hogsback. Thank you, Inspector. Goodbye. Goodbye. Steve. Yes? Ask Charlie to bring the car around. Yes. All right, dear. Good evening, sir. Oh, good evening. 
Uh, what would you like, Steve? Um, gin and tonic, please. Uh, and I'll have a light ale, please. Uh, gin and tonic and light ale. Right, sir. It's a nice little place. Yeah, it is. A slice of lemon, miss. Uh, yes, thank you. How far are we from Guildford here? Oh, about eight miles, that's all. Over the Ox Bank. Mm. Uh, will you have a drink? Oh, thank you, sir. That's very nice of you. I'll, uh, I'll have a bit, if I may. Mm. I like that fireplace. Yes. It's nice, the way the settles are arranged. It must be cosy in the winter. Here we are, sir. Ah, oh, thank you. And your very good health. Ah, and yours, miss. Here we are. Cheers. 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 Mm. Mm. Uh, are you the landlord here? A proprietor. Metcalf's the name, sir. Well, my name's Paul Temple, and I wonder if you could help me. Well, of course, if I can. I dare say you read about the murder, the Gilbert affair. Gilbert affair? Hmm. A girl called Brenda Sterling was murdered. She was a model at Conway and Races. Mm, I seem to remember something about it. Uh, she was found on a bomb site. Yes, that's right. There's a picture of her in this newspaper. Oh. You ever seen her before? Me? Why, no. No, never. She's never been in here, for instance? No. Not to my knowledge. You're sure? Positive. Here. Uh, who's that? The other picture. Oh, that's a girl called June Michael. Well, I've seen her before. Hmm? Yes, yeah, she dropped in here about a month ago. Remember her well. Good-looking girl. Sat over there in the corner. You sure? Of course I'm sure. She had three pink gins. Was she alone? What, a girl with her looks? No. Now, there was a fellow with her. Funny chap. Grey hair. Walked with a stick. Looked to me as if he'd got a bit of a gammy leg. Well, Mr. Metcalf, I wonder if you could help me. Well, of course, if I can. I dare say you read about that murder, the Gilbert affair. Gilbert affair? Yes, a girl called Brenda Sterling was murdered. She was a model at Conway and Races. Ah, yes, I seem to remember something about it. She was found on a bomb site, wasn't she? Yes, yes, that's right. Um, there's a picture of her in this newspaper. Oh? There. You ever seen her before? Me? Why, no, no, never. She's never been in here, for instance? No, not to my knowledge. You're sure? Yes, positive. Yeah, who's that in the other picture there? Oh, that's a girl called June Michael. Well, I've seen her before. Oh? Yeah, she dropped into the pub here about a month ago. Remember her very well. Good-looking girl. Uh, sat over there in the corner. You sure? Of course I'm sure. <laughs> she had three pink gins. Was she alone? What, a girl with her looks? No. Now, there was a fellow with her. Funny chap. Grey hair. Walked with a stick. Looked to me as if he got a bit of a gammy leg. Was his name Sterling? Well, I wouldn't know. I only said about half a dozen words to him. Hmm. But you're sure about the girl, Miss Michael? Oh, yes, positive. Hmm. Well, thank you, Mr. Metcalf. Not at all. Oh, excuse me, I must look after that uh, customer. Yes, yes, of course. Well, I just don't understand it. If it was Wilfred Sterling... Oh, it was Wilfred Sterling, all right, unless Metcalf's lying, and why should he? But it was Sterling who told you about the diary, about the name Lord Fairfax. No, no, wait a minute, Steve. Sterling didn't mention the name Lord Fairfax. He simply showed me his daughter's diary. On May the 12th, it said L. Fairfax, 8.30. It was my guess that the name might refer to Lord Fairfax. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Well, I don't see how all these bits and pieces fit together. No, neither do I. Let's sit down for a moment on one of those settles over there. Come on, bring your glass. Mm -hmm. uh, now, let's take the case from the beginning. All right. Howard Gilbert is engaged to a model called Brenda Sterling. One night they quarrel, and next morning Brenda is found murdered. Gilbert is accused and found guilty. Mm -hmm. But the girl's father, that's Wilfred Sterling, mm -hmm. 
doesn't think that Gilbert did murder her and produces a diary of Brenda's to prove that she was meeting someone called Errol Fairfax. Yes, but no one seems to have heard of Fairfax. And you hit on the idea that possibly the name in the diary referred to a pub. Exactly. And the police discovered that there is a pub called the Lord Fairfax. We come to it and find that Sterling has previously been here with a friend of Brenda's called June Michael. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole story except for two very interesting points. First, the shoes. Yes, when the police found Brenda Sterling, one of her shoes was missing, and when we found June Michael, one of her shoes mm-hmm. was missing. And then Lance Reynolds, a friend of Gilbert's, produces a letter addressed to Gilbert written by someone called Fairfax. Yes. Do you know, when Reynolds produced that letter, I thought your theory about a public house had been blown sky high. Yeah, so did I. And then we find there is a pub called the Lord Fairfax, and that both Sterling and June Michael have been here. Mm. It's certainly very puzzling, Steve. You know, Paul, if you're going to get involved in this get? case... I am involved in it. Well, I mean, really involved. I think you ought to see Howard Gilbert. I am seeing him tomorrow morning. Do you want to come? Oh, no. I've been in lots of places, but not Pentonville, thank you. Mm, I thought you'd say that. Well, come on. Let's get back to town. Was that Isha we came through? No, Cobham. Isha's about three or four miles. Oh, slow down, Steve. You're doing 60. That's all right. It's a good road. Oh, just a sprinkle. What time are you seeing Gilbert tomorrow morning? Half past ten. Mr. Graham going with you? No, I hope not, although he phoned the governor of the prison and made the arrangements. I want to see Gilbert on his own, if possible. Paul, about that letter that was supposed to have been written by Fairfax, mm-hmm. you remember what it said? I wonder whether you did murder her, or whether... You happen to be the unlucky one they've picked on. Yes. Well, if the they doesn't refer to the police, then obviously... Uh, oh! What on earth was that? Break, Steve, break, quick. Come on, see where I'm going. It, it's oh. all right. I've got the handbrake. <laughs> well. Oh, it's made a mess of the windscreen. I can't see a thing through it. Oh. Uh, I, I'll have a look. Was it a stone, do you think? I, I don't know what it was. Did you see anybody by the side of the road? No, I didn't. Paul, this has happened before on this road. Hmm? Several people have had the windscreen smashed. Don't you remember reading about it? Yes, of course. We're between Isha and Cobham. Mm. This is the mysterious mile or whatever they call it. Oh, well, we're not the only ones anyway. No. I thought at first... What? Oh, nothing. Come on, move over, Steve. I'll drive. Uh, You won't be able to see anything. (laughs) Uh, I shall now. Yes, (laughs) but it's going to be a bit drafty. Uh. Steve, what did you think it was that hit the windscreen at first, I mean? Same as you, Mr. Temple. A bullet. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Time is it? Just gone nine. Oh no. Oh yes. Oh really? It's too bad. I asked Charlie to call me at a quarter to eight. He did call you at a quarter to eight. You said good morning, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. I'll be down in a moment, Charlie, and fell straight asleep again. Is it really nine o'clock? <laughs> Six minutes past, to be exact. Oh dear. Steve, I shan't be in for lunch. I'm lunching with Sir Graham. Oh. 
When did you arrange that? Last night. I spoke to him on the phone after we got back from Farnham. Did you tell him about Sterling and June Michael? Yes. What did he say? <laughs> you know Sir Graham. He can be delightfully noncommittal. Paul, if Gilbert doesn't get a reprieve, when will we... The second. That's a week on Tuesday. So we've got just over a week. Yes. Are you optimistic? I'm always optimistic, Steve. Even about breakfast. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. But I must be off. I've got to pick up the car and I'm seeing Gilbert at half past ten. Oh, yes, of course. When will you be back? Well, it depends how long I'm with Sir Graham. Look, why don't you meet me at Hayter's for tea? Say, uh, quarter to four? Yes. All right, then. Uh, Come in. Excuse me, sir. Oh, what is it, Charlie? Mr. Sterling's here. Oh. Uh, is he in the drawing room? Yes, sir. Did you expect him? No, but I phoned him last night and he was out. Look, if I don't see you before I go, Steve, haters, quarter to four. Yes, all right. Ah, oh, good morning, Mr. Sterling. Oh, good morning. I'm I'm sorry I was out when you telephoned last night, but I, I, I just slipped down to the hospital. Hospital? Oh, to see June Michael. Oh, yes, of course. What's a shocking business. Whatever possessed the poor girl to do such a thing? Is Miss Michael a friend of yours? No, she was a friend of Brenda's. I told you about her. Yes, I know she was a friend of your daughter's, but I wondered if she was a friend of yours, too, by any chance. I, I think I've only seen her half a dozen times. Then why did you go to the hospital? I, I wanted to talk to her. Did you talk to her? No, they wouldn't let me see her. They said she was still unconscious. What exactly was it you wanted to talk about? I wanted to know why she tried to commit suicide. Why? Well, she was such a lively, high-spirited girl... I'm sure she must have had a very good reason. There usually is a reason. Look here, I don't think you understand. Yes, I do. You believe that Miss Michael's attempted at suicide was connected in some way with the murder? Yes, I do. Well, if it's any consolation to you, that's my opinion, too. Is that why you telephoned me last night? Uh, no, no, I wanted to ask you a question. Well? You showed me a diary belonging to your daughter. It had the name L. Fairfax in it. You said you'd never heard the name before. Well, I hadn't. Does the name Lord Fairfax mean anything to you? No. You've never been to a public house called the Lord Fairfax? Not that I remember. I'm practically a teetotaler, so it's not very likely. Is Miss Michael a teetotaler? Why, I really don't know. I've never been in her company long enough to... No, as a, as a matter of fact, she isn't. I've just remembered. We had a drink together one night about a month ago. Mm -hmm. In town? No, it was uh, while the trial was on. I wanted to talk to June, and I uh, telephoned her... She said she was taking a dress out to Farnham, and I arranged to meet her there. Uh, you see, I work at Guildford, so it was quite easy for me to get to Farnham. Mm -hmm. Go on. We met at an hotel called the White Swan. Is that where you had the drink? No, that was on the way home. We were both feeling rather depressed, and June said a drink would do us good. We stopped at some pub or other. I can't remember the name. It was called the Lord Fairfax. The Lord Fairfax? Yes. I take it you didn't notice the name. No, I'm afraid I didn't. I had no reason to notice it. Had Miss Michael been there before? She didn't say, but I, I think she must have been. Why? Well, well, because I remember thinking at the time that it was an awfully difficult place to find if you'd never been there before. I see. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Hello? Yes, speaking? Yes, certainly. Oh, good morning, Sir Graham. Yes, I'm seeing him at half past ten. That's right. Yes, I will, of course. Oh, I was going to ask you... Oh. Oh, I see. Poor girl. Well, thank you for ringing. Goodbye. 
Am I to understand that you think the name L. Fairfax, the name in Brenda's diary, referred to the place where June and I stopped for a drink that night? I think it's a possibility. And you think my daughter had an appointment there? Again, I think it's a possibility. But I asked June about the name Fairfax. She said she never heard of it. Remember, I told you that. Yes, I remember. You know, it's my opinion June knows a great deal more about this affair than anyone else. I've got to talk to her before it's too late. It's already too late. What? June Michael died this morning. Will you come this way, please, Mr. Tibble? Thank you, uh, how is Gilbert? Well, he's behaving rather well, sir, considering. He's been doing a lot of reading. Funny enough, we don't get a lot of trouble with him, you know. Not at this stage. You've got a visitor, Mr. Gilbert. Oh? Uh, thank you, Warner. Well, what do you want? My name's Temple. I'm a friend of Inspector Kingston's. Paul Temple? Yes. You write books or something, don't you? Uh, books. Uh, may I sit down? Yes, if you want to. Sure. Gilbert, uh, I have a contract for two novels and a collection of short stories. Well? I'm just trying to impress you with the fact that I didn't come here to waste my time. I'm a busy man. I'm impressed. Well, now what happens? Did you murder Brenda Sterling? <laughs> you certainly are a busy man. I haven't even read the newspapers. Of course I murdered Brenda. I went to the theater one night. We had a row. I lost my temper. I took her onto a bomb site and strangled her. Oh, it was all quite simple. Nothing complicated. A woman called Mrs. Talbot saw me do it. At least she saw me running away. I see. And just in case there's any doubt in your mind, I hadn't an alibi and they found blood on my handkerchief. The right kind of blood. Oh, and I made two statements. Both highly contradictory. Did you steal her shoe? What? I said, did you steal her shoe? Oh, yes, of course, I remember. One of her shoes was missing. That's right. Did you steal it? But of course. Why? Well, one doesn't commit a murder every day. It was an occasion. I took the shoe as a memento. Left or right? What? Uh, only one shoe was missing. Which did you take, the left or the right? Uh, the left. Wrong. What do you mean? It was the right shoe that was missing. Oh. You know, you seem to me to be rather an impetuous young man. When you left Soho Square, your best bet... I never went near Soho Square. You must have done. That's where they found the body, or just round the corner. Besides, this Mrs. Talbot we've heard so much about saw you running down Greek Street. Did she? Well, didn't she? Look, if you've got a lot of work to do, my advice to you is to go home and do it. I'm not sure I want to take your advice. But why did you come here? What do you want? Did they tell you about June Michael? What about her? She's committed suicide. When? Yesterday afternoon. I, I can't believe it. It's in all the papers. In any case, why shouldn't you believe it? June was such a happy person. So full of life, so... Well, why should she commit suicide? Why should you murder Brenda Sterling? I didn't murder her. Look, Gilbert. Tell me what really happened that night. Go on. Well, we had a row. Brenda left me outside the theater and I walked down to the car park. I drove around for about an hour and then I put the car in St. James's Square and went for a walk. Why? Well, what do you mean, why? Why did you go for a walk? Well, I was... I was upset because of what I'd said to Brenda. 
and I wanted to think. I walked almost as far as the Victoria and Albert Museum. Then I retraced my steps, picked up the car, and drove home. I got home about half past twelve. Mm, it's not a very good alibi, is it? It was never meant to be an alibi. If I'd wanted an alibi, I could have thought of a very much, much better one than that. You did? Well, what do you mean? In your first statement, you told Inspector Kingston that you arrived home at half past ten. Yes, I know. I, I don't know what made me say that. I, I suppose I lost my head. Mm. How do you account for the fact that Mrs. Talbot recognized she you? She can't have recognized me. She did. She picked you out at an identity period. Then she made a mistake. Is that your only explanation? Look, I told you I didn't murder Brenda. I told you I didn't go near Soho Square that night. All right, all right, all right, Gilbert. Let's, let's look at it from another angle. Did you recognize Mrs. Talbot? Had you ever seen her before? No. You're sure? Yes, I'm quite sure. What about Mr. Sterling, Brenda's father? Did he recognize her? I don't know. I don't think he even saw her. But he must have done. They were both at the trial. Well, I really don't know whether we recognized her or not. I suppose if he had done, he'd have told the police. Yes, I suppose so. Look, I'm sorry I lost my temper. I I didn't mean to be rude, but... Well, you're only wasting your time. If you didn't murder Brenda, and I don't think you did, Gilbert, then you were wrongly convicted, in which case I'm most certainly not wasting my time. But we've never even met before. You, You don't even know anything at all about me. All the evidence points towards the fact that I did murder Brenda. Well? Well, then why are you so sure that I didn't? Did you steal the shoe? No. Then who did? I don't know. Did you ever go to a public house called the Lord Fairfax? No. You ever heard of it? I don't think so. Have you ever heard of a person called Fairfax, L. Fairfax? No. Oh, um... Oh, wait a minute. Um, Mr. Sterling mentioned someone called Fairfax. I believe he came across the name in a diary belonging to Brenda. Yes, that's right. But you, you'd never heard the name before he mentioned it? No, never. Read this letter, Gilbert. What is it? Read it. It's addressed to me. Mm-hmm. Dear Howard, so now it's all over, all over, and they've found you guilty. I wonder whether you did murder Brenda Sterling. Uh, I wonder whether you happened to be the unlucky one they picked on. I wonder. Was her shoe missing, Howard? Ask the police. It might be worth your while. L. Fairfax. But what does this mean? Where, where did you get this letter? Your friend Reynolds gave it to me. Apparently it arrived yesterday afternoon. But I told you I never heard of anyone called Fairfax until All right, you... all right, but don't worry about it. Let me have it back, then. Now, listen. I shall probably see you again, perhaps at the end of the week, but... If Sir Graham Forbes comes to see you, or Inspector Kingston, or more anyone else, don't lose your temper. And don't get facetious. Understand? Yes, all right. And if they ask you about the shoe, keep quiet and say nothing. Your guesses are too good, you know. What? It was the left shoe that was missing. Last, it's nearly five o'clock. Yes, I know. I'm sorry, Steve, but uh, what a day. Did you see Howard Gilbert? Yes. Well? He's a strange fellow, Steve. Got a chip on his shoulder. That's not exactly surprising. But he didn't do it, Steve. I'm convinced he didn't. I see. Would you like some tea? Uh, No. No, there isn't time. We must go. Where are we going? I want to talk to a woman called Mrs. Talbot. 
Mrs. Talbot? Yes, Gilbert's supposed to have bumped into her soon after it happened. Oh, yes, yes, of course, she identified him. Mm, that's right. Why do you want to see her? Because I've got a shrewd suspicion that she was lying. I don't think she did see Gilbert. But darling, she identified him. She picked him out of several people. Hmm. Where does she live? Soho Square. I've got the address. Have you paid for the tea? Yes, I have. Paul, I had lunch at the buttery, and just as I was finishing, Miss Swain came in. Miss Swain? Yes, you remember. She's a buyer at Conway and Races. You asked her oh. about Joe Michael. Yes, yes, of course. I remember. Well, I don't know whether she saw me or not. If she did, she didn't take any notice. Anyway, she sat at a corner table. And after a few minutes, she was joined by someone else. <laughs> Go on. Who was it? It was Lance Reynolds. Reynolds? Yes. You sure? I couldn't mistake Reynolds. Even if I hadn't seen him, I'd have recognized his voice. Reynolds and Miss Wayne. Hmm. Hmm. I thought you'd be interested, Mr. Temple. <laughs> I don't think this can be the place, Paul. It's a block of offices. No, this is the address Kingston gave me. Wait a minute. Yes, yes, this is it. They're, they're not all offices. The two or three flats. Oh. Um, wait a moment. Mrs. Talbot. It's um, over here on the ground floor. Oh, yes, here we are. Mm. I shouldn't like to live here. It isn't exactly clean. <laughs> oh. The bell's not working. That doesn't surprise me. The door's open. Mrs. Talbot? Mrs. Talbot? She can't be in. Doesn't look like it. Funny, leaving the door open like her. Well, she may have slipped out of the pillar box or something. Well, Paul, we can't go in. Mrs. Talbot? Uh, is there anybody in? She's obviously out or very deaf. Mm. She's not answering the phone. Well, I suppose... That's the bedroom over there. Yes, I should imagine so. What a dreadful flat. Just look at that picture. <laughs> Whoever's ringing, they're very persistent. Mm. Answer it, Steve. What? Answer it, but don't say who you are. Oh, we can't. Oh, go on, Steve, please. Mm. All right. Hello? Is that Gerard 1071? Uh, yes. Is that Mrs. Talbot? Yes. What about the Hamilton affair? Do I get the third shoe? Hello? Y yes? Do you understand me? Do I get the third shoe? Yes. What happened? Paul, it was Reynolds. I'm sure it was. I recognized his voice. What did he say? He asked me if I was Mrs. Talbot, and I said... Yes, yes, but what did he say? But he said, what about the Hamilton affair? Do I get the third shoe? Do I get the third shoe? Yes. You're sure it was Reynolds? Oh, positive. I recognized his voice immediately. He rang off rather suddenly. I wonder if he realized you weren't Mrs. Talbot. Mm, perhaps. I don't know. So long as he didn't recognize my voice, but, but he wouldn't, surely. Well, if he did, it... Oh, there's someone coming. Hello? Who are you? What's going on here? Uh, uh, Mrs. Talbot. Yes? What's the idea? Did you just walk in here as if you were? Uh, the door it? was open, Mrs. Talbot. I know the door was open. I left it open. I've been upstairs to borrow something. Look here, what's the idea, walking in here like uh, this? I apologize, Mrs. Talbot, but we did ring the bell, and when there was no reply... You I... just walked in. Hmm. Well, you're now you can walk out, both of you. Go on, get out. 
Go on before I send for the police. Oh, my name's Temple. I'm a friend of Inspector Kingston's. Uh, this is my wife. How do you do, Mrs. Torbett? What do you want? Well, we, uh, we wanted to have a little chat. Oh, I see. You just dropped in for a cosy little chat. Well, you're unlucky, both of you. I'm just off. No, it won't take long. Three or four minutes. I'm due at the cafe at half past five, and I'm late already. Oh, all right. Another time, perhaps. And once again, we do apologize, Mrs. Torbett. Come on, Steve. Oh, just a minute. What is it you wanted to talk about, anyway? The Gilbert case? Yes. I thought so. Howard Gilbert. Lord, I'm sick and tired of that name. Well, you were an important witness in the Gilbert case, Mrs. Torbett. I certainly was. I was the only witness. Where do you work? In Greek Street? Yes, at Fenalio's. Were you coming back from Fenalio's the night you saw Gilbert? Yes. It was about half past twelve. Are you asking me or telling me? <laughs> I'm asking you. Well, yes, it was about half past twelve. I saw him running off the bomb site. He bumped into me. You're sure it was Gilbert? Of course I'm sure. You must have a very good memory for faces, Mrs. Torbett. Unless, of course, you've seen him before. What do you mean? My wife means, had you seen Gilbert before that night? Of course I hadn't. Look, I'm supposed to be at work at half past five, and it's a quarter to six already. Yes, all right. We won't keep you any longer. Oh, uh, there's just one point. When Gilbert bumped into you, did he say anything? No. You sure? Well, if he did, I didn't hear him. But I thought you told Inspector Kingston that he did say something, but you couldn't understand what it was. Look, I don't remember what I told Inspector Kingston. No, but you have a very good memory, Mrs. Torbett. I've got a very good memory for faces, and I shan't forget yours in a hurry. Hmm. Uh, then, so far as you remember, Gilbert didn't say anything. He just pushed you on one side. He did. But obviously you had a good look at him. Well, I identified him, didn't I? How could I identify him if I didn't have a good look at him? Yes. All right, Mrs. Torbett. Now, come on, I want to lock up. Oh, you wouldn't like a key, would you, Mr. Temple? Just in case you feel like dropping in again any time. Oh, hello, sir. Hello, Charlie. Inspector Kingston's here, sir. He's in the drawing room. Oh, is he? Right. Thanks, Charlie. Oh, hello, Inspector. I'm sorry to kept you waiting. Well, that's all right. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. Good evening, Inspector. You look worried, Kingston. I am worried. Very worried. Why? What's happened? Well... Early this afternoon, we had a report. Oh, won't the inspector have a drink? Oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry, Kingston. Uh, what would you like, whiskey and soda? Well, at this moment, I'd give him a pension for a whiskey and soda. <laughs> oh, you two seem to be in a bad way. <laughs> it's all right, Paul. I'll do it. Uh, one for me, too, dear. Yes, and me. Inspector, before you tell me what happened this afternoon, I think you ought to know what I've been up to. I saw Howard Gilbert this morning. Yes, I know. Sir Graham told me. And I've just been talking to Mrs. Talbot. To Mrs. Talbot? Yes. When did you see Mrs. Talbot? Well, about 20 minutes ago. We've just left her. What is it, Kingston? Mrs. Talbot's dead. Dead? That's why I came to see you. She was found in a field about six miles from Farnham. Apparently there'd been a struggle. When was she found? This afternoon, about two o'clock. Two o'clock? That's impossible. We've only just left her. Temple. Yes? One of her shoes was missing. Tell me what happened this afternoon. I think you ought to know what I've been up to. I saw Howard Gilbert this morning. Yes, I know. Sir Graham told me. And I've just been talking to Mrs. Talbot. To Mrs. Talbot? Yes. When did you see Mrs. Talbot? About 20 minutes ago. We've just left her. What is it, Kingston? Mrs. Talbot's dead. Dead? That's why I came to see you. She was found in a field about six miles from Farnham. When was she found? This afternoon, about two o'clock. 
two o'clock? But that's impossible. We've we've only just left her. Temple. Yes? One of her shoes was missing. Oh, no. Are you sure it was Mrs. Torbert? Yes, of course. Who identified her? I did. But, Inspector, we saw her about 20 minutes ago. No, Mrs. Temple. I don't know who you saw, but it wasn't Mrs. Torbert. What happened this afternoon? Well, I was over at Farnham making inquiries. I called at the local station and they told me about a woman they'd picked up. Apparently, she'd been strangled. The sergeant said that one of her shoes was missing, so naturally I was curious and asked to see the body. It was Mrs. Torbert. I see. What sort of person was she, Inspector? Oh, about 35, blonde, rather a good-looking woman in a, well, rather tough sort of way. Is there a Mr. Torbert? No, she was a widow. Oh. Which reminds me, she was friendly with a fellow called Galino. Galino, Italian? Yes. yes, he's a waiter. I must have a word with him. Tell me, was Mrs. Torbert a good witness? Uh, at the trial, I mean. Oh, it depends what you mean by a good witness. She was nervous, of course. On the other hand, who wouldn't be at a murder trial? Anyway, she convinced the jury that she'd seen Howard Gilbert. Did she convince you? She picked him out at an identity parade. Are you still convinced? Are you? Well, there's a doubt in your mind, isn't there? Well, frankly, yes. Quite apart from this new development, some very strange things have been happening just recently. How do you mean? Well, I'm beginning to wonder if Gilbert wasn't framed in some way or other. Yes. Still, we can talk about that some other time. Now, what happened this afternoon? You obviously didn't see Mrs. Torbert, so who was it you did see? Your guess is as good as mine. We arrived at the flat at about quarter to six. The door was half open and, well, when we didn't get any reply, we decided to investigate. We were in the flat when a tough-looking woman walked in and said she was Mrs. Tolbert, so I never doubted her. What happened? Well, she pretended to be very annoyed and kicked us out. Would you recognize her if you saw her again? Well, I would, wouldn't you, Paul? Yes, of course. wonder who on earth she was. Have you got your car here, Temple? Yes. Would you run me down to Soho Square? Yes, certainly. There's just a chance she may still be at the flat. Oh, I doubt it, Inspector. Still, we can try. I'll see you later, Steve. It's all right, dear. Goodbye, Inspector. Goodbye, Mrs. Temple. Well, whoever she was, we don't have to ask why she came here. Just look at this room. Right, Timothy, she suddenly turned the place upside down. Just look at it. The bedroom's even worse. Clothes all over the place. I wonder if she found what she was looking for. You can see what happened. She was probably in here when we arrived. She went out through the kitchen there and mm -hmm. down the fire escape. Then she hit on the idea of pretending to be Mrs. Torbert and came back. Through the front door. Exactly. Oh, was the flat fairly tidy when you came in? <laughs> I wouldn't call it tidy, but it certainly wasn't anything like this. She obviously searched the place immediately we left. Yes. Of course, we can't tell if there's anything missing. No. Kingston, do you know a man called Lance Reynolds? Yes, of course. I told you about him. He shared a flat with Howard Gilbert. Yes, that's a fellow. Well? I'm rather interested in Reynolds, Inspector. Oh? Do you know anything about him? Well, he's about 47, a bachelor, rather fond of the ladies. Very interested in photography. Travels abroad quite a lot. That's about all. Oh, and he has a theory about the Gilbert case. Yes, he told me about that. What does he do exactly, for a living, I mean? Oh, I don't think he does anything. He doesn't have to. He has a private income. Frankly, the fellow's a bore. Keep him at a distance, Templar. He'll make a nuisance of himself. Yes. But what made you think of Reynolds? Well, 
when we were here earlier this evening, the phone rang. My wife answered it and said she was Mrs. Talbot. And the man on the other end, who sounded remarkably like Reynolds, said, What about the Hamilton affair? Do I get the third shoe? Do I get the third shoe? Yes. What on earth did he mean? I don't know. What about the Hamilton affair? Hmm. Does the name Hamilton convey anything to you? No, nothing. Are you sure it was Reynolds on the telephone? Well, my wife's not usually mistaken about a voice. Oh, somebody coming. Mary, it's Peter. Where are you? Oh, what's happened? What are you doing here? I'm Detective Inspector Kingston. This is Mr. Temple. Are you Peter Galino? Yes. What's happened? Where's Mary? Mrs. Talbot isn't here at the moment. Then where is she? She's usually here at... Has there been a burglary? Yes. When? Early this evening. But uh, where was Mrs. Talbot? Had you an appointment with her? Yes, I, I said I'd drop in about seven. I usually do on a Thursday. Has something happened to Mary? When did you last see Mrs. Talbot? Last night. We had supper together. What time was that? Oh, later. About half past twelve. Where did you have it? At my place. I've got a couple of rooms in Merrill Street, you know, near Houston. Mm -hmm. Look, Inspector, if something's happened, please tell me. Can you account for your movements between 11 o'clock this morning and 4 o'clock this afternoon? Yes, I, I think so. Well? Well, I went to work just after 10. I'm a waiter at Leonardo's restaurant. I stayed there until about a quarter past 5. I see. What is it? What's happened? Mrs. Talbot's dead. Dead? Was she murdered? Yes. I see. You don't sound very surprised. No, I'm not. I knew this would happen. I told her. I told her something would happen. Oh, Mary, why didn't you listen to me? How well did you know her? Well, when I first arrived in this country about six months ago, I had no friends and very little money. I was lonely and very miserable. One afternoon, I went into a reference library on the Tottenham Court Road. I'd been walking about all day, and I just didn't know what to do with myself. Mary, Mrs. Talbot, was in the library. We got talking. She invited me back here to tea. After that, we became very good friends. Why did you think Mrs. Talbot would be murdered? She was mixed up in something. Mixed up in what? I don't know what it was. She never told me. But ever since the Gilbert case, she seemed frightened of something. It was almost as if she were being blackmailed by someone. Were you blackmailing her, Galino? Me? Oh, no, of course not. Did she ever give you any money? Yes. When? Uh, about a week ago. I was hard up. I, I borrowed ten pounds. I see. That's why I came here tonight. I wanted to repay it. Galino... Have you heard of a man called Hamilton? Hamilton? No. Mrs. Talbot never mentioned it? No. Uh, she wouldn't. Even if he was a friend of hers, it's doubtful if she would have mentioned him to me. You say you've been over here six months? Yes. You speak very good English. I learned English at home in Bologna. I see. You're here on a permit? Yes, a temporary permit. Uh, I've just applied for a renewal. All right, Galino. Report to my office at Scotland Yard tomorrow morning, nine o'clock. Why do you want to see me tomorrow morning? You're a close friend of Mrs. Talbot's. 
There are a great many questions which you want to ask him. I, I told you all I know. There's nothing else I can tell you. But you hadn't told us anything. You simply said you met her in the reference library and you became very good friends. If you became very good friends, then obviously you must know a great deal about her. Who she mixed with, where she used to go. No, 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 you don't understand. I was fond of Mary, very fond of her, but we didn't see a great deal of each other and... I was frightened. I knew she was mixed up in something and I didn't want to get in How did you know she was mixed up in something? Well? Oh, it's difficult to explain. There were times when she just disappeared. For days, a week even. Then when we met, she wouldn't tell me where she'd been or who she'd been with. Did she ever talk to you about Howard Gilbert? No, she wouldn't talk about him. I used to ask her about Gilbert, especially when the trial was on. Why? I was worried because... Because what? Go on, Galina, why were you worried? Because the night she said she saw Gilbert, she was with me. With you? Yes. She came straight to my place from the restaurant, and she didn't leave until after one o'clock. When I spoke to her about it, she said it was uh, half past eleven, but it was later, very much later. But, Inspector, I understood Mrs. Talbot worked at a restaurant in Greek Street. She did. Well, either you or Sir Graham told me that on the night of the murder, she left the restaurant about ten minutes before she bumped into Gilbert. About a quarter to twelve, in fact. She did leave the restaurant a quarter to twelve. We checked on it. But she didn't go straight home, Mr. Temple. She went to your place, which is nowhere near where she was supposed to have seen Gilbert. Yes. And you say it was after one when she left? Yes. In other words, she didn't bump into Howard Gilbert that night. She didn't even see him, in fact. Well, uh... I think Galina ought to make a statement, Inspector. And the sooner, the better. Come to my office tomorrow morning at Scotland Yard. Nine o'clock. Yes, sir. Nine o'clock. Mr. Temple. Mr. Temple. Oh, hello, Galina. What is it? I, I wanted to ask you something. Well? Will you be at Scotland Yard tomorrow morning? I very much doubt it. Oh, what's going to happen, Mr. Temple? What will they do with me? Suppose they think I'm mixed up in this business. But you are mixed up in it, Galina. You said... No, Mr. Temple, don't go yet. Please. What is it? What do you want? You think I've behaved badly over this, don't you? You think I ought to have gone to the police the moment I suspected that Mary wasn't telling the truth. But I couldn't. Why couldn't you? I'm a foreigner here. I'm working on a temporary permit. What's that got to do with it? Mary said that if I went to the police... They would report me to the Ministry of Labor and I'd be deported. Nonsense. If you told the police the truth, they'd have been on your side and nothing would have happened to you. Now, you'll be asked to make a statement and there's a doubt, a very big doubt, whether they'll believe a word of it. I know. That's what I'm worried about. Well, what do you expect me to do? You know the police, sir. You're a friend of theirs. If you say you believe me, if you say I'm telling the truth... Listen, Galina, I think you know a great deal more about this business than you say you do. No, I don't. I swear I don't. What was Mrs. Torbett up to? Why did she say she saw Howard Gilbert the night Brenda Sterling was murdered? I don't know. I don't know. All right, Galina. Oh, I know I behaved stupidly. But that doesn't mean I know anything about the Sterling murder. I, I'd never heard of Brenda Sterling until I read about her in the newspaper. That's the truth, Mr. Temple. Galina, when did you first suspect Mrs. Torbert? When did you first realize that she was mixed up in something? I wanted to see her one night... She said she couldn't manage it. Her sister was ill and she had to go out to Aldershot. I didn't believe her. I thought she got friendly with someone else. There was a night porter. I thought perhaps she'd arranged to see him, so I followed her that night. She went out to Hampstead, to a club called 
La Martella. I, I was wrong about the porter, I mean. Her appointment was with a woman. A woman I'd seen once or twice before at the restaurant where I work. Go on. I couldn't understand why she wanted to see this woman. When I asked her about it the next day, she lost her temper and told me to mind my own business. What sort of a place was this La Martella? Oh, very expensive. It wasn't at all the kind of place that Mary was used to. You think she had a definite appointment to this woman? I'm sure she did. The woman was waiting for her. Besides, I tipped the commissioner and he told me that they'd been there once before. Hmm. Did you find out who this woman was? Yes, I, I told you. I recognized her. She works at a dress shop called Conway and Races. Her name's Betty Wayne. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. Is your husband in? No, but I'm expecting him back at any moment. Would you like to come in and wait? Uh, well, uh, I have another appointment at half past seven. I, I don't think I will, thank you very much. Can I give him a message? No, I don't think so. Um, well, I thought he might be interested to know that my flat has been burgled. Oh? Yes. Someone apparently impersonated me over the telephone and told my housekeeper to leave the key under the mat. Stupid woman thought it was me and did as she was told. How very unfortunate. When did this happen? Uh, this afternoon. When I got back this evening, the whole place was completely upside down. Oddly enough, they seem to have concentrated on Howard Gilbert's room. That's why I thought Mr. Temple ought to know about it. Well, I'll tell him, Mr. Reynolds, but I think perhaps you ought to see him yourself in view of what's happened. Yes, perhaps I ought to. I don't think he'll be very long. Um, no, I don't think I'll wait, Mrs. Temple. I'll try and telephone later tonight. Yes, all right. Have you lost much? No, they appear to have taken hardly anything. I have a theory that... Oh, well, I'll discuss that with your husband. I'm sorry to have disturbed you. Not at all. We saw one another at lunch, didn't we? Yes. You know, I wasn't sure at first if it was you or not. It was. <laughs> Miss Wayne's an old friend of mine. I gather you know each other. Slightly. Well, I'll, uh, I'll telephone later. Good night, Mrs. Temple. Good night, Mr. Reynolds. When did Reynolds call? You've only just missed him. Well, he certainly told you an interesting story. I don't believe him, Paul. You think he made it up about the man phoning and the flat being burgled? Well, I'm sure he did. He was simply trying to cover up that phone call to Mrs. Torbett. You mean he knew that you'd recognized his voice and he was hoping to convince you that it was an impersonation? Yes. Hmm... You don't think he was impersonated, Steve? Look, dear, that was Reynolds on the telephone. I'm sure of it. I recognized his voice the moment he spoke. Mm, he must have recognized yours. Yes. Did you tell Inspector Kingston about the call? Yes, I did. What did he say? Oh, he seemed uh, interested. He's rather a curious man, isn't he, Paul? I can't quite make him out. Kingston? Yes. <laughs> Why do you say that? Mm, I don't know. I don't care for him terribly. I think he's a bit of a bully. Yes, I think he is, rather. Don't tell me you suspect Kingston. Oh, no, of course not, but... Well, I don't know. <laughs> that good old intuition there, Steve. <laughs> Paul, will Galeno's statement make any difference to Howard Gilbert? I wouldn't like to say. I expect the Home Secretary will consider it, but 
Just how much importance he'll attach to it remains to be seen. But so many things have happened since Gilbert was arrested. Joe Michael committed suicide. Mrs. Talbot was murdered. Yes, I know. But they don't prove that Howard Gilbert didn't murder Brenda Sterling. But surely whoever murdered Brenda Sterling also murdered Mrs. Talbot and it couldn't have been Gilbert. Mm, That's what I think, Steve, but I'm not the Home Secretary. Galena's statement may make a difference. We shall just have to wait and see. Supposing it doesn't? What do you mean? Will you still go on with the case? Yes, of course. I'm not only interested in Howard Gilbert. I'm interested in the case generally. Mm. Steve, I know you disagree with me, but I think there's a chance, an outside chance, that Reynolds was telling the truth. Oh, well, of course, there's always an outside chance. No, no, look, Steve. I know you're convinced it was Reynolds who phoned Mrs. Talbot. And I think you're right, but supposing it wasn't? Well, if it wasn't, then it was someone with a voice exactly like Reynolds. Or someone who impersonated him. Yes, and they might do it again. They might impersonate someone else. What are you getting at? I don't want to frighten you, Steve, but we're up against a pretty ruthless individual. Well? Obviously, he knows I'm interested in the case. Are you worried about me? Yes, of course I'm worried about you. First Brenda Sterling, then Mrs. Talbot. Oh, don't be silly, dear. I can look after myself. Uh, famous last words. <laughs> no, Steve, listen, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. If ever I phone you and ask you to meet me somewhere, I want you to say, where's Charlie Fishing? Where's Charlie Fishing? Yes, and I'll reply, in the Thames. If I don't say in the Thames, don't meet me. It doesn't matter whether you're convinced it's me or not. Don't meet me, Steve. All right, Paul. I say, where's Charlie fishing? And you say, in the Thames. Yes, that's right. Oh, darling, I think you're very sweet. And clever, too. All right, Mrs. Temple, all right. (laughs) No, but Steve, I'm serious. Yes, I know, I know, dear. Don't worry, I will remember. Well, mind you do. Paul, this Italian fellow, Galeno... He told you that Betty Wayne met Mrs. Torbert at a club called La Matella. Yes. But what would a woman like Mrs. Torbert want with Miss Wayne? Uh, Miss Wayne, she's a smart, sophisticated type. Well, you know, you've met her. Hmm. I can understand her being friends with Reynolds, but Mrs. Torbert. It's very hard to believe. No, Galena didn't say they were friends. He simply said they'd met. Steve... How well do you know Miss Wayne? Well, I hardly know her at all. I bought two or three dresses from her, that's all. I usually ask for her when I'm in Conway and Racy. She's awfully good about alterations. I know she calls herself Miss Wayne, but uh, is that just a business thing, or...? No, I don't think she's married. In fact, I'm sure she isn't. Where does she live, do you know? I believe she's got a flat in Chelsea somewhere. Why, are you going to see her? Well, I wasn't, but uh, that might be quite an idea. I wonder if she's in the phone book. What was the address in the phone book? 412, Rygate House. This road seems to go on forever. 312, that's on the other side. Oh, I don't think we shall ever find it. You should have telephoned us. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 382, that's better. Well, let's park the car here and walk down the road. Oh, look, isn't that Mr. Sterling? Where? On the other side, quick, he's just... Oh, the man with the stick. Yes. Yes, do you know I think it is? Yes, that's Sterling, all right. That's curious, isn't it? Yes. I wonder if he's just left Miss Wayne. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I'll bet a fiver that's Rygate House on the corner. Come on, Steve, let's cross over.
evening, Swain. Oh, good evening, Mrs. Temple. I think you've met my husband. Uh, yes, of course. Good evening, Miss Wayne. I'm awfully sorry to bother you, but I rather wanted to talk to you about a friend of yours. Oh, well, I I'm afraid you've caught me at a very awkward moment. I I'm just dressing for dinner date, and I'm terribly late already. Do you think we could talk tomorrow morning, Mr. Temple? Well, uh... I'm not due at Conway till 12, so if we could meet sometime before, then that would do splendidly. Yes, all right, Miss Wayne. I'll phone you tomorrow morning. Would you? I do apologize for not asking you in, but I really am in the most frightful hurry. All right, I'll phone you about ten. Uh, it's not terribly urgent. I simply wanted to have a word with you about Mrs. Talbot. Mrs. Talbot? Yes. Who is Mrs. Talbot? She's the woman who identified Howard Gilbert. But why should you want to see me about her? Wasn't she a friend of yours? Good gracious, no. I've never even seen the woman. All right, Miss Wayne, I'll phone you tomorrow. By the way, my husband and I have just had a little bet. He said that was Mr. Sterling who left here just now, and I said it wasn't. Mr. Sterling? Yes, I'm sure I saw him leave just as we arrived. You mean Brenda Sterling's father? Yes. I'm afraid Mrs. Temple is right. You didn't see him leave here. There you are. I could have sworn it was Wilfred Sterling. I'm beginning to think you imagine things, Mr. Temple. No wonder you write novels. <laughs> Well, uh, give me a ring tomorrow morning. All right. Goodbye, Mrs. Temple. Goodbye. Have you got the ignition key? It's in the pocket. Oh, yes, of course. Do you think she was going out, or was that just an excuse to get rid of us? I don't know. I don't think she was telling the truth about Mrs. Talbot. No, neither do I. But, you know, I think she was telling the truth about Sterling. She certainly seemed very surprised when you mentioned him. In fact, I thought she seemed rather frightened. Well, we might have been mistaken. Perhaps it wasn't Sterling we saw. Oh, it was Sterling, all right. And I'm pretty sure he came out of that house because... Listen. What? I thought I heard someone. Paul, there's someone in the back of the car on the floor. Look. Good Lord, it's Peter Galino. Galino, what's happened? My head. Look at his face. Yeah, this must have happened while we were talking to Miss Wayne. He's trying to say something. Yes, what is it, Galina? Mr. Temple. Yes? I, I lied to you. Hamilton is the man you want. You'll find him at La Matella. Hamilton, that's the name the friend was mentioned. Yes. Steve, listen. There's a call box on the corner of the street. Get through to the operator and tell her we need an ambulance straight away. Yes, all right. And see, when you've made the call, don't come back here. Pick up a cab and go home. But wouldn't now, it be better... Now, darling, please don't argue. Just do as I tell you. Phone for an ambulance, then go home. I'll see you later. Yes, all right. Now, don't worry. It's all right, Galina. It's all right. We'll get you to a hospital. a bit on the slow side. It's about 22.11. Oh. Has Mr. Temple got his key? Yes, I think so, but I shall wait up anyway. Yes, all right, Mrs. Temple. Good night. Good night, Charlie. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Mr. Sterling telephoned. When was that? It was just after you and Mr. Temple went out. Did he leave any message? No, he said he'd probably ring later. Oh. All right. You sure you wouldn't like some coffee? No, thank you, Charlie. 
Good night. Good night, Mrs. Temple. hard to hear you. Darling, listen. I want you to do something. Can you hear? Yes, I can hear now. Well, listen. Change into something smart, get a taxi, and meet me in Sloan Square. Now, I'll be waiting for you outside that antique shop on the corner. Yes, all right. I'll be there in about, um, 30 minutes. Fine. How's Galena? Oh, he's pretty bad. Uh, I'll tell you all the news when I see you. Yes, all right. Be as quick as you can, Steve. Yes, of course. Oh, Paul. Yes? Where's Charlie fishing? Uh, what's that? What did you say? I said, where's Charlie fishing? Hello? Hello. Is that you, Steve? Hello. Uh, hello. Is that you, Steve? Oh, hello, Paul. I can hardly hear uh, you. Listen, darling. I want you to do something. Can you hear? Yes, yes, I can hear now. Well, listen, Steve. I want you to change into a long frock. Take a taxi and meet me in Sloan Square. I'll be waiting for you outside the station, as you know, facing the square. Yes, all right. I'll be there in about 30 minutes. Fine. Uh, how's Galino? Pretty bad. I- I'll tell you all the news when I see you. Yes, all right. Be as quick as you can, Steve. Yes, of course. Oh, Paul? Yes? Where's Charlie fishing? What's that? What did you say? I said, where's Charlie fishing? Hello? It's all right. I'm still here. In the tent. <laughs> all right, Paul. I shan't be long. Oh, you have been quick, Steve. I was lucky. I got a cab straight away. What happened to Galino? Well, he's in a pretty bad way, but I think he'll pull through all right. Where is he? St. Matthew's Hospital. The ambulance picked him up about ten minutes after you left. Oh. Did he say anything? Only what you heard. Poor chap passed out just after. Have you seen Sir Graham? No, but I phoned him, and I've seen Kingston. He's at the hospital. He's staying there in case Galino comes round. I see. Well, where are we going? Why did you want me to change? You remember what Galino said? Hamilton's the man you want. You'll find him at La Mortella. Yes. Well, I told Sir Graham about it. Apparently, they've had their eye on La Mortella for some time. What is it, a nightclub? Yes, but curiously enough, it's not in the West End. It's in Hampstead, of all places. Oh, gracious. Didn't Galena mention it once before? Yes. That's the place he followed Mrs. Talbot to, the night she met Betty Wayne. Oh, yes, of course. Paul, do you think this man, Hamilton, that Galena mentioned, is the person behind all this? Oh, Galena must think so, or he wouldn't have said what he did. Come on, we'd better make a move. I promised to pick Miss Ferguson up at 11. Who is Miss Ferguson? <laughs> no, don't worry. She's not the girlfriend. Lombotel is a club. Miss Ferguson happens to be a member. That's all. Yes, but you still haven't told me who she is. She's one of Sir Graham's young ladies. I believe she's a Canadian. Oh, you mean she's from Scotland Yard? Yeah. You know the type. Flat heel shoes, 48 hips. <laughs> <laughs> Have a heart, dear. Make it 46. <laughs> Uh, 
I don't see any sign of your Miss Ferguson. Where did you arrange to meet her? And Sir Graham made the arrangements. He said she'd wait for me at the entrance to Baker Street. And... Oh, there's Sir Graham. Yes, and do you see the girl he's talking to? Where? Oh. Hmm. Is that your idea of 48-inch oh, hips? That, that can't be the girl. It's impossible. Look at the dress she's wearing. Look at her shoes. Yes, I am looking. Hmm. She's extremely smart, isn't she? Who wouldn't be in that outfit? The sooner I join Scotland Yard, the better. <laughs> oh, they spotted us. You'd better pull in there. Yeah, all right. Hello, Temple. Hello. Why, hello, Steve. I didn't expect to see you. I bet you didn't. How are you, Sir Graham? Oh, I'm all right. A little harassed as usual. Temple, may I introduce Miss Ferguson? Oh, good evening, Miss Ferguson. Good evening. Jump in. Thank you. Oh, uh, this is my wife. How do you do, Mrs. Temple? How do you do? This is a pleasant surprise. It is, indeed. Uh, Temple, I've talked to Lynn, Miss Ferguson, and she's completely in the picture as far as the Gilbert case is concerned, so you can speak quite freely. Good. Can we drop you anywhere? Uh, No, thanks. I've got my car around the corner. Now, ring me tomorrow morning, Lynn, about 11, will you? Y- yes, sir. Well, goodbye and enjoy yourselves. Goodbye, Good sir. Good night, sir. Well, uh, how long will it take us to get to this place? About a quarter of an hour. But I think we ought to have a talk before we start, Mr. Temple. Yes, I agree. Miss Ferguson, tell me... <laughs> By the way, I think we'd better make it Lynn if we're supposed to be old friends. <laughs> yes, it would be better. Yes. Uh, tell me all you know about La Mortella. When did you first go there? Well, about three months ago. Well, there was nothing wrong with the club itself, but we heard a rumour that certain people were frequenting it, and, well, we thought we'd better keep an eye on things. Mm, I see. Who runs the place? A man called Fabian, Louis Fabian. Fabian? Rather an odd name. Yes. And quite frankly, Fabian is La Mortella. Without him, the place would close overnight. Well, what's the attraction exactly? Is it the food or the floor show? Or... No, the food's quite ordinary, and there just isn't a floor show. The attraction's Fabian. He's an extremely handsome young man and a very good dancer. But does he dance with the guests? He never stops. Big women, fat women, thin women, <laughs> little women, tall women. <laughs> dances with them all. I gather he works for a living. <laughs> he certainly does. And does this go on all night? Until about two o'clock. And then he disappears. And disappears is the word. He doesn't say he's going. He doesn't even say good night. He just disappears. Ten minutes later, the place is as dead as a doornail. Mm, He sounds a remarkable young man. He certainly is. Of course, there are all sorts of rumors about him. Most of them, I suspect, spread by Fabian himself. What sort of rumors? Well, some people say he's a prince, an Austrian prince of some kind. Maybe he is. He's certainly the prince of dancers. You still haven't told me why you're keeping an eye on the place. Well, we just thought it was one of those night spots we ought to keep an eye on, that's all. I see I gather from Sir Graham that you're looking for a man called Hamilton. Yes. What makes you think he might be at La Mortella? Well, I've no particular reason for thinking so. I just thought he might be there, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mr. Temple, we're both cagey by instinct. (laughs) Oh, there's just one point. Does this fellow Fabian know that you're attached to Scotland Yard? Good heavens, no. He thinks I'm a good-time gal, the daughter of an American oil magnate. Mm, I see Oh, by the way, I'll have to sign you in, of course. What do you want me to put? I think we'd better play safe and put Mr. and Mrs. Temple. He, he might recognize us anyway. Yes, I agree. And after all, there's no reason why you shouldn't be a friend of mine, is there? No, none at all. No, none at all. <laughs> Come on. we better make a start. Join 
join you in a few minutes, Paul. Come along, Steve. Have you signed the book? Yes, I've just done it. Go on. Oh, Steve, have you got a lipstick I can borrow? I've done my usual trick. Oh, I know. Change to have better. Yes, and that's everything good. I think I've picked one. Good evening. Oh, hello, Reynolds. I didn't recognize you. I didn't recognize you either. It was my friend here who spotted you. Good evening, Mr. Temple. I think you know Miss Wynne. Yes, of course. We've met before this evening. Indeed. Well, Mrs. Temple called round about a dress I sold her. She, she wanted to see me about an alteration. Wasn't that a little unusual after business hours? Yes, but I was, I was rather worried about the alteration. I gave Mrs. Temple my address. I see. You don't know my wife, Reynolds, when it comes to alterations. <laughs> I'll see you in a few minutes, Lance. Yes, all right. Cigarette? Oh, thank you. I didn't know you were a member here. I'm not. I'm with a friend of mine. Oh, I see. Thank you. I understand from my wife that you wanted to see me about something. Yes, I, um, I called round earlier, but you were out. My flat was burgled this afternoon. Someone impersonated my voice over the telephone and told my housekeeper to leave her key under the mat. But surely that's a matter for the police. It doesn't concern me. Uh, did you report it? Yes, of course. I thought you'd be interested, that's all. Why? Now look, Temple, I'm quite convinced that the burglary this afternoon had something to do with the Gilbert case. Howard's room was an absolute shambles. They even stripped the fittings off the front of the wardrobe. I wonder what they wanted. I just don't know. Would you like to know? What do you mean? Yours wasn't the only flat that was broken into this afternoon. No? No. You remember Mrs. Talbot, the woman who identified Howard Gilbert? Yes. Her flat was broken into, too. When? Late this afternoon. About half past five. But how do you know? Who told you? Inspector Kingston. Was anything taken? Not that we know of. Did, um... Did the inspector see Mrs. Talbot? Yes. Oh. But... Not at the flat. Not at the flat? Mrs. Talbot's dead. What? She was found early this afternoon near Farnham. I can't believe it. It's true, Reynolds. You seem rather perturbed. Was Mrs. Talbot a friend of yours? Oh, no, no, of course not. I never met the woman. I, I saw at the trial, of course, but that was all. Oh, she's dead. They found her in a field. Apparently there'd been a struggle. I wonder what she was doing down at Farnham. Didn't she live in Greek Street? Zoho Square. We don't know what she was doing at Farnham. Oh. Oh, well, if you'll, um, excuse me, there's Miss Wayne. Yes, of course. Oh, by the way. Yes? One of her shoes was missing. What? When they found Mrs. Talbot, one of her shoes was missing. Oh. That's... That's very odd. Very well, I'll, I'll probably see you later. Mm, I hope so. Mr. Temple. Yes? Good evening. Welcome to La Mortella. My name is Fabian. Oh, Mr. Fabian, I have heard a great deal about you. I've heard a great deal about you too, Mr. Temple. I noticed your name in the book and I thought I'd better introduce myself. Have you ever served a table? Well, I think my friend has. Uh, Miss Ferguson. Ah, yes, of course. There's always a table for Miss Ferguson. Ah. Well, I hope you enjoy yourself. Thank you. I hope so, too. Ah, here she is with my wife. 
I'm afraid we've been around a long time. It was my fault, Paul. This phase of mine takes an awful lot of fixing. <laughs> Why, hello, Mr. Fabian. Hello, Miss Ferguson. How nice to see you again. You look very handsome tonight. What have you been doing to yourself? <laughs> I'll bet to say that you're old to your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know my wife, Steve. This is Louis Fabian. How do you do, Mrs. Temple? How do you do? I'm delighted to meet you. I hope you like our little club. Well, it's certainly different. I love the decor. Aren't these cherubs cute? Well, let me show it to your table. Miss Ferguson. You really like the decor? Oh, Miss Philly, the whole place looks exactly like it. Exactly. Yes. He is awfully good looking, isn't he? Who? Hmm. I suppose he is in a slick sort of way. Well, I think he's very good. And he certainly is a prince of dancers. It's about the only thing he's prince of. If he wasn't christened Willie Schritzenbander or something <laughs> like that, I'd eat my hat. Oh, <laughs> I don't see our friend Reynolds. You were on the floor a few moments ago. You know, I've got a feeling they've left. Looks like it. Was he surprised when you told him about Mrs. Torbett? He was more than surprised. He was distinctly rattled. I'm certain that it was Reynolds who telephoned Mrs. Torbett. Yes. I've got to find out about Hamilton. I'm sure Galena was telling the truth with... Look, here's Fabian. If he asks you to dance, don't forget what I told you. I won't forget. Hello there. Are you two enjoying yourselves? You certainly are. I didn't know you could dance like that, Lee. You've been holding out on us. <laughs> Miss Ferguson is a beautiful dancer. Oh, now, Louis. No, 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 really. I'm quite sincere. I mean it. It's so unusual, too, for a Canadian. Oh, them's fighting words, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to dance, Mrs. Temple? Oh, thank you. Will you look after my bag? Mm, yes, of course. <sighs> what would you like to drink, then? Well, that champagne looks awfully good, Timmy. Oh, nice. I love a rumba. How long have you known Miss Ferguson, Mrs. Temple? Oh, she's a very old friend of my husband's. She's an awfully nice person. Yes, she is. I will never forget the first night she came here. She came with a young fellow called Deacon, the Honorable Toby Deacon, terribly tall and rather sharp. Oh, yes, we all know Toby. You seem very busy tonight. Is it always like this? Oh, most nights. Sometimes it's so crowded you can hardly dance. But we enjoy ourselves. Yes. Very good orchestra. Of course. If you're going to dance well, you must have a good orchestra. Mrs. Temple. Yes? Why did you come to La Motel? Well, we heard a good deal about it. We thought we'd like to see it. Was that your only reason? No. My husband wanted to meet one of your members, a man called Hamilton. Hamilton? Yes. I know most of our members, but Hamilton, you see... Does Miss Ferguson know him? No, I don't think she does. Your husband must be mistaken, Mrs. Temple. I'm sure there's no one of that name here. However, I will ask my secretary just to make certain. Thank you. I saw your husband talk to Lance Reynolds. Oh, yes? He's a very old friend of ours. One of the original members. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Was uh, Howard Gilbert a member? Oh, no. That was an unpleasant business. It was a great shock to Mr. Reynolds. They were very great friends, you know. Yes, so I believe. 
Was your husband interested in the Gilbert case? He still is. But the case is over, surely. Gilbert was convicted. But it's only since he was convicted that my husband became interested. It's curious you should mention Howard Gilbert, because... Uh... No, you mentioned him, Mrs. Temple. Oh, did I? Oh, well, it's curious we should talk about him, because that's why my husband wanted to meet this man, Hamilton. Oh. Apparently, Hamilton was a friend of Mrs. Talbot's. Mrs. Talbot? Hmm. She was an important witness in the Gilbert case. Oh, oh yes, of course. She saw Gilbert just after the murder was committed. That's right. Did you ever meet her? Why, no. Why should I? She came here one night. I'm quite sure she didn't. I'm sorry, but I think she did. Mrs. Temple, you don't think I would allow a woman like that to come to La Mortella? She came with Miss Wayne. Miss Wayne? Yes. How very curious. Shall we go back to the table? Please. Wasn't I right, Steve? Doesn't he dance like an angel? Like an archangel. You'll have to sit the next one out, darling. I'm taking no chances after that exhibition. I doubt whether I'll ever dance with you. Oh. <laughs> uh, will you excuse me, please? I may see you all later. Yes, of course. And thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Temple. What time is it? Mm, nearly two. He'll probably have one more dance with somebody and then disappear. You watch. Does he live here? No, I believe he's got a flat in South Audley Street. You've never been there? Not me. I'm allergic to etchings. Then, <laughs> <laughs> the first time you came here, did you come with a man called Toby Deacon? Toby Deacon? I've never even heard of him. Oh, dear. What's the matter, Steve? I wonder if he was trying to catch me. He asked me how long we'd known Lynn, and I said she was an old friend of yours. And then he said the first time she came here was with a man called Deacon. And you said you knew him? Yes. Oh, dear. Did you ask him about Hamilton? Yes. He said he felt sure he wasn't a member here, but he'd ask his secretary. Mm. How did he react? He didn't seem unduly perturbed. But he was certainly surprised when I asked him if he knew Mrs. Talbot. Here's the waiter. Mr. Temple? Yes? I was asked to give you this note, sir. Oh, thank you. Excuse me. Cigarette, Lynn? No, thanks. I've just put one out. Um, uh, the answer's yes. Thank you, sir. Who's it from, Paul? From Fabian. He wants to see me. Oh, why couldn't he just... Uh, read it. Dear Temple, I want to talk to you. My address is 27B South Audley Street. I suggest you call tomorrow afternoon, any time between 4 o'clock and 5, your sincerely Louis Fabian. P.S. Don't bring your friend from Scotland Yard. I guess you haven't had a very successful evening, Mr. Temple. Oh, I wouldn't say that. No? Why? Did you find out anything? Only that you dance very much better with Mr. Fabian than you do with anyone else, dear. <laughs> well, give the devil his due. He can certainly dance. Yeah. Certainly can. I wonder how he found out that I was attached to Scotland Yard. I'll ask him. I wish you would. Oh, you can drop me on the corner here, Mr. Temple. Are you sure? Yes, this will be fine. Look, as we started with Christian names, don't you think we could keep to them? Yes, of course. Well, if you don't mind. Of course not. Is this all right? Yes, that's dandy. My flat's just around the corner. Oh, 
Good night, Lynn. Good night, Steve. Good night, Lynn. Good night, Paul. What a very nice girl. Yes, isn't she? Slow up, dear. Traffic lights. Would you like to drive? No, why? Well, I wonder, that's all. Oh, darling, don't silly. It's gone red. Really? I thought it was pale blue. Now, look, darling, I've had two small sherries and a glass of champagne. I'm quite capable of seeing the traffic yes, lights. Yeah. Might even spot an odd pedestrian. Yes, yeah. Well, pull over to the left. There's a taxi driving to know his pasture. Well, he's got to wait the same as everybody else. Why, Timothy's cutting it fine, isn't he? Couldn't get close if he tried. Serves you right. These taxi drivers really are the limit. I think they could drive through the eye of a knee. Good Lord. What is it? The woman in that taxi. Well? Take a good look, but don't let her see you. Recognize it? It's the woman who said she was Mrs. Talbot. Yes. Did she see you? I don't think so. Lights are changing. What are you going to do? I'm going to follow the taxi. Sit back, Steve, in case she turns around. Where are we? I think it's Belton Gardens. Slow down. He's going round the corner. I believe that's Darlington Street. Uh, yes, you're right. It is Darlington Street. Don't get too near. I wonder which house she's going into. I think she's going to cross the road. What are you going to do? Make a note of the address and then... Wait a minute. You know, I believe Wilfred Sterling lives in Darlington Street. Does he? He gave me his address and phone number. I'm almost sure it was a Bayswater number. Yes, that'd be right, wouldn't it, Bayswater? She's crossing over for. Watch the house. We'll check the number when we drive past. He's got a key. She's letting herself in. Yes. I wonder if Sterling does live here. Oh, look, there's a telephone box across the road. I'm going to look the address up. I shan't be a minute, see you. Yes, all right. Oh, Paul? Oh, what is it? What's the matter? Don't you think I'm capable of finding the address on there? Well, it didn't look a very good light, so I brought you the torch. Oh, well, you better come inside. Yeah. Matter of fact, you're right. It isn't a very good light. Give me the torch. Here you are. Thanks. Now, which book is it? Um, this is the one you want, Esther's, then. Ah, thanks. Now, Q-R-S, Tiles, Till, Stillings, Timpson's, Sterling. Here we are. By Timothy, I was right. Wilfred Sterling, 292 Darlington Street. If Wilfred Sterling is a friend of the woman who is present... Oh! What's happening? Steve, look at our car. Just look at it. They thought we were still sitting in it. They passed us once, drove round the square, then came down Darlington Street. Look at the bullet holes. They certainly weren't taking any chances. No. Well, thank heavens you brought me that torch, Steve. What time do you make it? It's about half past three. When's your appointment at Conway and Races? Oh, any time. Well, I'll pick you up about five. All right. It's funny you couldn't get Betty Wayne this morning. Mm, the operator said the number was out of order, but it's my bet she left the receiver off. Yes. What time are you seeing Fabian? The note said between four and five. Oh, I'll yes. probably leave in about 20 minutes. Pass me that paper. Oh, you're not going to look at that picture of the car again. Darling, pass me the paper. You must have looked at that photograph 20 times. Yes. 
And every time I look at it, I think how extremely lucky we were to be in that Vogel box. Just look at it, Steve. Look at the windows. No, I don't want to look at it. It terrifies me even to think about it. Paul, why didn't you tell the police the truth? I did tell them the truth. The sergeant asked you what we were doing in Darlington Street. And you I said... I said we were using the telephone. Well, it's perfectly true. We were using the telephone. Don't be silly, dear. You know perfectly well if we hadn't followed that taxi, we would... Yes, what is it, Charlie? Sir Graham Forbes, I'd like to see you, sir. Oh, bring him in, Charlie. Yes, sir. Will you come in, please, sir? Thank you, Charlie. Hello, Steve. Come in, Sir Graham. Afternoon, Temple. Oh, how are you, Sir Graham? Would you like some tea? No, thank you, my dear. Oh, you... You look worried. Is anything wrong? Temple, what time did you leave Lynn Ferguson last night? About half past two this morning. We dropped her in Baker Street. Why, what happened? Whereabouts in Baker Street? Not far from where we picked her up. She said her flat was just round the corner. Yes, that's right. Has anything happened to her? I hope not, Steve, only she was supposed to phone me this morning, and she didn't. I told my secretary to get in touch with her, but, well, to cut a long story short, she didn't go back to the flat last night. But she said... Are you sure? Absolutely positive. There's a night porter at the flats who is on duty till seven in the morning, and he didn't leave his desk. Oh, dear. What time did you leave Hampstead? About 2.15. It took about a quarter of an hour to Baker Street. Then you came back here? Yes. Well... What were you doing in Darlington Street? Uh, I told you, or rather I told the sergeant. The car went wrong and I went into a telephone box to phone a garage. Yes, but just a minute. Darlington Street was miles out of your way. If you were coming here from Baker Street... Paul. Temple, what happened last night? Well, we dropped Lynn Ferguson at Baker Street. When we got round the corner and were waiting for the lights to change, a taxi pulled up with a woman in it. Well? It was the woman who impersonated Mrs. Talbot. Mm. Go on. We followed the taxi, and eventually it stopped in Darlington Street. We saw the woman get out and go into one of the houses. I had a feeling, although I wasn't sure, that the house belonged to Wilfred Sterling. Steve and I went into the telephone box to check the address, and while we were there... Well, you know what happened. But why didn't you tell this to the sergeant instead of making up a stupid story about your car breaking down? Well, frankly, I didn't want to go into details. Also, I... Well, I, I didn't want to go into details. Did you see the man in the car, the man who fired the shots? No, we were both in the telephone booth, fortunately. I see. Sir Graham, are you worried about Lynn? Well, I don't like it, Steve. She's a very capable girl. She never takes unnecessary risks. I'm quite sure that if she could have telephoned, she'd have done so. How long has she been working for you? About three years. Her position's rather a peculiar one. Although she's attached to the yard, she's not on what we call our establishment. Does she work for Kingston? No, she doesn't work for any of the regular CID people. She's answerable to me personally, or in certain cases to Major Fletcher of MI5. I see. What was she doing at La Motella? I told you. We were keeping our eye on Fabian because... Excuse me, Mr. Jones. Oh, yes, what is it, Charlie? I found this parcel near the kitchen door. It must have been left there. Well, what is it? I don't know. It wasn't there at two o'clock when I put the milk bottles out. Well, let me have it, Charlie. Yes, sir. It's addressed to you, Steve. Shall I open it? Yes, of course. What is it, Paul? It's a box of some sort. You've no idea who delivered it? No, sir. Whoever it was, it didn't ring the bell. Yes, yeah, all right, Charlie. Yes, sir. Paul, it's a shoe. A shoe? Is it one of yours, Steve? No. Well, if it isn't, why should anyone... Temple, what is it? Don't you recognize it, Steve? Yes, I do. It's Lynn Ferguson's. Excuse me, Mr. Temple. Yes, what is it, Charlie? 
Well, I found this parcel near the kitchen door. It must have been left there. What is it? I don't know. Wasn't there at two o'clock when I put the milk bottles out? Well, let me have it, Charlie. Yes, sir. Well, it's addressed to you, Steele. Shall I open it? Yes, of course. It's a box of some sort. You any idea who delivered it? No, sir. Whoever it was didn't ring the bell. Yes, all right, Charlie. Yes, sir. Wait. Oh, it's a shoe. A shoe? Is it one of yours, Steve? No. Well, if it isn't one of yours, why should anyone... Temple, what is it? Don't you recognize it, Steve? Yes, I do. It's Lynn Ferguson's. Lynn Ferguson's? Are you sure? Absolutely sure. Temple, you don't think something's happened to her? They've sent Steve the shoe as a warning. I think the shoe was sent as a warning, yes, but somehow I don't think anything's happened to her. I sincerely hope not. So do I. When Paul asked you why Lynn went to La Matella, you said you wanted to keep your eye on Louis Fabian. Why? We suspected he was mixed up in a drug smuggling racket and was using the club as a cover-up. We decided to investigate and put Lynn on the job. Did she discover anything? No. She thought the club was a genuine profit-making concern and that Fabian was perfectly straight. Uh, was that your impression? Well, I've only been there once. I wouldn't like to venture an opinion. I'll tell you more when I've had a talk with Fabian. Are you seeing him? Yes, this afternoon. He sent me this note just before we left the club. You'd better read it. Thank you. 27B, South Audley Street. I suggest you call tomorrow afternoon any time between 4 o'clock and 5. Don't bring your friend... Don't bring your friend from Scotland Yard. Then he knew about Lynn? Apparently. Did you show her the note? Yes. Was she surprised? Yes, I'm afraid so. Tell me, did anyone else know about Lynn? How do you mean? Did any of your colleagues, for instance, know that she was investigating La Mortella? No, I've told you. Lynn was working independently. She was responsible only to me. I see. Temple, you said you wanted to go to La Mortella because Galino said that's where you'd find a Mr. Hamilton. Yes, but that wasn't my only reason. Mrs. Talbot went there one night to see a woman called Betty Wayne. Betty Wayne? Yes, she works at Conway and Races. Mm -hmm. So did Brenda Sterling and so did June Michael. I find that rather a strange coincidence. Mrs. Talbot, as you know, is the principal witness in the Gilbert case. Yes, that is a coincidence. Did you ask Fabian about Mrs. Talbot? I did. He said she'd never been at La Mortella. And Miss Wayne? No, he knew Miss Wayne, of course. She's a member. Apparently she often goes there with Lance Reynolds. The man who shared a flat with Howard Gilbert? Yes. Another interesting coincidence. You know, Temple, I'm worried about this Gilbert case. I saw the Home Secretary this morning. In view of what's happened, there's almost bound to be a stay of execution. I hope so. You don't think Gilbert did murder Brenda Sterling, do you? I'm quite sure he didn't. Well, I must confess I'm doubtful myself now. This Galeno business has rather shaken me. According to Kingston, Galeno said he was with Mrs. Talbot the night she was supposed to have seen Gilbert. How is Galeno? Still pretty bad, I'm afraid. Have you any objections to my seeing him? Oh, of course not. Why do you ask? Well, I phoned the hospital this morning. They said he wasn't receiving visitors. Oh, I expect that's a precautionary measure. Doesn't apply to you, Temple. No. Excuse me, sir. Hmm? Mr. Sterling's called. He says he'd like to have a word with you. Did you tell him I was in? Oh, yes, I'm afraid I did, sir. Well, did I make a bloomer? No, uh, show him into the study, Charlie. Yes, sir. What do you think Sterling wants? He's probably read about last night and wonders what you were doing in Darlington Street. Yes. I'm beginning to think he knows a great deal more about this business than we realise. Why did he come to see Paul in the first place? After all, it's entirely through Sterling that Paul intervened in the Gilbert case. Yes, that's true. But if I had my way, I'd take him down to the yard. Then why don't you? Because Inspector Kingston's in charge of the case, Steve, and I make a point of never interfering. Supposing you question Sterling, what would you hope to find out? I'd expect an explanation as to why he called on Miss Wayne, 
why he took June Michael to an inn called the Lord Fairfax, and why that woman went to see him last night. All right, I'm Wilfred Sterling. Question one, I went to see Miss Wayne because my daughter used to work for her, and I thought perhaps she might have some useful information about Brenda. Question two, I didn't take June Michael to an inn called the Lord Fairfax. She took me, and in any case, I didn't know it was called the Lord Fairfax. Question three, what woman are you talking about? I didn't see anyone last night. Mr. and Mrs. Temple must have been mistaken. Ah, where do we go from there, Sir Graham? You still haven't answered Steve's question. What question? Why did Sterling come to see you in the first place? Because he didn't think Howard Gilbert committed the murder. Look, if you had a daughter and she was murdered, would you try and get the convicted man acquitted? Well, that depends if I thought he was guilty or not. And don't forget, Sir Graham, Sterling came to me after the trial, after he'd given evidence against Gilbert, after Gilbert had been convicted, and after the appeal had been turned down. Yes, but he told you about the entry in his daughter's diary, the reference to Lord Fairfax. Mm, but there was nothing new about that information. It had already been given to Scotland Yard. Mm, yes, I suppose so. Uh, Sir Graham, mm-hmm. I've got a photograph here. I found it in June Michael's flat the afternoon she committed suicide. I'd like you to have a look at it. Let me see. Hello. Is it a man called Larry Boardman? Well, if it isn't, it's certainly very much like him. Boardman's dead, isn't he? Yes, he died some little time ago. Larry Boardman? Name's familiar. He was a jewel thief, confidence man, trickster. Quite a charmer in his way. The crook with a heart of gold, chiefly other people's. Was he a friend of June Michael? No, I found the photograph in her bedroom. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's Boardman. Still, I'll check on it. Thank you. Well, I must be making a move. I'll let you know if there's any news about Lynn Ferguson. Would you like to see Sterling before you go, Sir Graham? No. You see what it's all about, Temple, will you? If it's important, give me a ring. Oh, sorry to have kept you waiting, Sterling. That's all right. I'm sorry for intruding like this. But what happened last night? Haven't you read the papers? Yes, but they've got the most extraordinary story. They say you parked your car in Darlington Street and that someone fired shots at it. That's right. But why should anyone want to do that? Well, presumably because they thought I was sitting in it. You mean someone deliberately tried to kill you? I believe that was the idea. But it's fantastic. People don't do that sort of On thing. On the contrary, so far as I'm concerned, they seem to make quite a habit of it. Have you any idea who it was? No, unfortunately I didn't see who did it. Oh. You live in Darlington Street, don't you? I do indeed. That's why I was so curious about what happened. Why should you be curious? Well, I wondered if by any chance you thought I had anything to do with it. Well, why on earth should I think that? Because I live in Darlington well, Street. A great many people live in Darlington Street. Yes, I know, but they haven't all been questioned by the police. Were you questioned? This morning. By Inspector Kingston? No, one of the local people called round. He wanted to know if I'd heard the shot. Did you? No, I was fast asleep. Did you have any visitors last night? No. I listened to the radio until about, uh, well, about ten o'clock. Then I had a bath and went to bed. Oh, I see. Well, I'm, I'm glad you called round, because there's something I wanted to ask you. Yes? Did you ever hear your daughter mention the name Hamilton? Hamilton? No. She wasn't friendly with a man called Hamilton, by any chance? Not to my knowledge. I don't think she was friendly with anyone except Howard Gilbert and Miss Wayne, of course. Oh. She was a friend of Miss Wayne's? Yes, they were very good friends. I thought I told you that. I don't remember. Are you a friend of Miss Wayne's? Me? No, I... I don't suppose I've spoken more than half a dozen words to her. Oh, I see. Um, you, you haven't a car by any chance, have you? Uh, yes, uh, as a matter of fact, it's outside. Look, I wonder if you'd drop me somewhere. I have an appointment at four o'clock in South Audley Street. Yes, of course. Oh, splendid. Uh, excuse me. Certainly. Steve? Yes? Just a moment. 
You're sure I'm not taking you out of your way? No, that's all right. I'm going to Oxford Circus. No, go. What is it, dear? Steve, Mr. Serling's very kindly... Go- oh, I, I don't think you've met my wife. No, I haven't had that pleasure. How do you do, Mrs. Temple? How do you do? Mr. Sterling's giving me a lift as far as South Audley Street. I'll meet you later, where we arrange. Yes, all right, Paul. Um, I may be a little late. I'm going to try and get hold of a car. Oh, well, I'll wait. I shall be at the front entrance. Yeah, all right. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Temple. I'm very glad to have met you. Goodbye, Mrs. Come in, Temple. Come in. Ah, thank you. I'm afraid I'm rather late. Oh, not at all. I said we've been four and five. Let me take your hat. No, thank you. Go straight through. Uh, through those wrought iron gates? Yes. Ah. By Timothy, you've got quite a place here. Yes, it was specially designed for me. By the same man that did La Motella. Yes, I can see that. Would you like a drink? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thank you very much. No. No. Do you mind if I have one? No. You know why I wanted to see you, don't you? I haven't the slightest idea. Oh, come, my dear fellow. I should have thought it was obvious. It probably is, to you. You got my note? Of course, that's why I'm here. Of course. Good health. Cheers. I made a reference to your friend from Scotland Yard. I meant Miss Ferguson. I rather gathered that. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about, Miss Ferguson. What about her? Look, Temple. Let's put our cards on the table. Why did you come to my club last night? Why have Scotland Yard suddenly decided to keep an eye on the place? You know, Fabian, I'm always a little wary when someone says, let's put our cards on the table. Usually means that they simply want me to put my cards on the table. Of course, if you're not going to trust each other, there seems little point in continuing the conversation. All right. I went to your club because I wanted to meet a man called Hamilton. I was told that I should find him at La Motella. And did you? No. That doesn't surprise me. Because I've never even heard of him. Why did you want to meet this man, Hamilton? Because I believe he's mixed up in the Gilbert case. And as you probably know, I'm investigating the case. And that was your only reason in coming to La Motella? Not my only reason. I was told that several weeks ago, a woman called Mrs. Talbot was at your club with Betty Wayne. Who told her that? The same man who told me about Hamilton. <laughs> your friend doesn't seem to be very well informed. Believe me, I know everything that goes on at La Motella. And I know nothing about Mr. Hamilton, and I certainly do not permit Miss Wayne to introduce a woman like Mrs. Talbot. I simply won't have that type of person in the club. Then you knew Mrs. Talbot? No, but I read about it when the case was on. She sounded rather unsavory. I'm not suggesting that she was one of your members. I'm simply suggesting that she met Miss Wayne there. Not to my knowledge. Fabian, have you heard of a man called Peter Galino? No. Well, he was the person who first told me about La Mortella and about the meeting between Mrs. Torbett and Miss Wayne. Well, you can tell Mr. Galino for me that if he starts any more malicious rumours, I shall consult my lawyer. Mm, I doubt whether Galino will be very impressed. You see, he's in hospital. He was beaten up just after he gave me the information about Mrs. Torbett. Beaten up? Yes. Are you inferring that he was beaten up because he told you about my club? And the supposed meeting between Betty Wayne and Mrs. Torbett? I'm not inferring anything. I'm simply giving you the facts. And the facts, so far as you're concerned, are not very pleasant. What do you mean? Galino tells me about La Motella. Shortly afterwards, he's attacked and very nearly murdered. Miss Ferguson, a special investigator from Scotland Yard, is told to watch the club. She follows out her instructions and then suddenly... 
disappears. You mean Miss Ferguson's disappeared? That's what I mean. But when did that happen? Last night. Temple! You don't think I had anything to do with it? Surely you don't you think You knew that... she was from Scotland Yard? Well, I heard a rumor. I wasn't sure, of You course. seemed very sure last night when you sent me that note. Incidentally, who told you she was from Scotland Yard? No one told me. I became suspicious, so I asked Inspector Kingston about her. He was non-committal, of course, but, well, I, I, I felt sure I was... When right. did you see Inspector Kingston? Oh, at the club two or three weeks ago. One of our members lost a diamond ring, and the insurance people reported it to Scotland Yard. It, it was just a routine inquiry. But you took the opportunity of asking him about Miss Ferguson? <sighs> yes. Because you'd heard rumours. What do you mean? You'd heard a rumour about Miss Ferguson, so you asked Inspector Kingston about her. No, I hadn't heard a rumour. It, it was just a... Yet a moment I... ago, you said, well, I'd heard a rumour. Oh, I, I, I didn't mean that. In other words, you just had a hunch about Miss Ferguson, and it turned out to be right. Yes, that's about it. And is that what you're going to tell the police, if they should ask you? I can't tell the police anything. And if they're friends of yours, Temple, I'd be grateful if you would tell them to keep away from La Motella. I'm running a perfectly respectable nightclub, and I don't want any interference. Now, deliver your message. Now, if you will excuse me, I, I, I have another appointment. There's no need to show me out. I can find my own way. Oh, my wife got the shoe, all right, thank you. The shoe? Yes. What do you mean? Well, Miss Ferguson must have lost one of her shoes last night. I assumed that she lost it at the club, and not knowing her address, you sent it to my wife. I didn't hear anything about it, but, but one can't lose a shoe. Apparently Miss Ferguson did. Well, goodbye. Just a moment. Yes? You didn't believe what I said about Miss Ferguson, did you? You think someone told me about her? I would say that was the most likely explanation. Well, you're wrong. I simply had a hunch. People do get hunches, you know. Yes, my wife gets them. I even get them myself on occasions. As a matter of fact, I've got one now about Miss Ferguson. I've got a hunch that we're going to find her in very much the same condition as Peter Galino. I hope for her sake, and for yours too, that I'm wrong. Whatever happens to Miss Ferguson is no concern of mine. I'm not interested in the young lady. That's not what I'm getting at, Fabian. She was interested in you. Steve? Steve! Oh, hello, darling. I didn't recognize you. I say, jolly nice car. Where did you get it from? I've had it. Mm, very, very nice. Mm, and very, very expensive. Mind the door! Oh, pardon me. Well, I'm beginning to think it would have been cheaper to have bought a new one. <laughs> By the way, the insurance people rang up about the car. Oh. They wanted to know what hit it. And I said bullets. <laughs> well, what's the joke? The man couldn't believe his ears. He thought I said pull it. What? And, uh... <laughs> Well, did you do what I suggested? Yes, I took the dress back and I asked to see Miss Wayne. Did you see her? Yes, but it wasn't any use. She just wouldn't talk about anything except the alteration. I mentioned Reynolds, I mentioned Sterling, I mentioned Fabian. I might just as well have talked about the weather. Mm. How did you get on with Fabian? Oh, not too badly. He's a pretty smooth customer. Of course he is, or he wouldn't be running La Motella. Did you tell Miss Wayne I tried to get her on the telephone? Yes. What did she say? Nothing. She just went on talking about the dress. 
Oh, oh, Paul, you should have turned left. No, I'm going to St. Matthew's Hospital. I'm seeing Galena at half past five. Oh. I'm afraid you'll have to wait in the car. Oh, well, I'll be all right. You know, Paul, Betty Wayne is definitely worried. You think so? As soon as I mentioned Reynolds, she coloured up, she turned her back on me. There's something funny going on there, you know. Yes. Do you think Reynolds is the man Galena meant? Hamilton? Well, don't forget he was at La Matella. Mm, but it was Reynolds who first mentioned Hamilton, remember? You know, on the telephone. Yes, yes, I remember. You know, I'm beginning to get a sort of intuition about this case, Paul. <laughs> Good old intuition. You can eh? laugh, but I've been right before. <laughs> no, no, I'm not laughing, darling. I have a great respect for that good old intuition of yours. Thanks. Well, who do you put your money on this time? Wilfred Sterling? Vance Reynolds? Betty Wayne? Or Louis Fabian? You've left one out, darling. Who? Oh. oh, Howard Gilbert. By Timothy, yes. It'd be a terrible letdown if he were guilty after all. Good evening, Galena. Oh. oh, it's you, Mr. Temple. I thought it was the inspector. He said he'd come back this afternoon. Uh, how are you feeling? Any better? Yes. My head is bad, though. It's difficult to talk sometimes. Does that mean you don't like answering questions? I've, I've done nothing else but answer questions ever since I've been here. Well, does that surprise you? You're a pretty important man, you know. What do you mean? I don't remember what you said. That Mrs. Talbot was with you the night Howard Gilbert... Yes, yes, I, I know, I... I don't know what made me say that. I, I must have been crazy. Are you going back on that statement? It isn't a question of going back on what I said. It, it's just that I made a mistake. It wasn't that night that she came to my flat. So she might have bumped into Gilbert after all, is that it? She identified him. It was in all the newspapers. Isn't that enough for you? Have you seen anyone else while you've been in here? Besides Inspector Kingston, I mean. No. You'd better tell the truth, you know. I can always check on it. I, I've told you the truth. What happened the other night, Kalina? Who attacked you? I... I don't remember. You don't remember? No, I, I don't remember what I did or where I went or what I said. Oh, well, let me refresh your memory. You told me to go to a club called La Martella. You said that if I went there, I'd meet a man called Hamilton. I don't know anybody called Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Mr. Temple, forgive me, but my head is very bad. I just don't want to talk. You've changed your mind, haven't you? My head is very bad. I can't talk. All right, Galino. I can't make you talk if you don't want to. But before I go, there's something I want to ask you. But it's all right. Ready. No need to get excited. I just want you to tell me something. The other night, you said the first time you met Mrs. Talbot was in a reference library in Tottenham Court Road. Well? What day was that, Galino? Do you remember? Yes, I told you. It was a Monday, December the 9th. You're sure? Yes, of course I'm sure. Now I've told you I'm not going to answer any more questions. No, just, just no. one more thing. Not important, but it's something I'd like to know. Was it raining when you went into the library? What are you getting at? Oh, it's a perfectly simple question. Was it raining? No, it, it wasn't. As a matter of fact, it was a very nice day. A very nice day. Thank you, Galino. You've been most helpful. On the other hand, if Howard Gilbert didn't commit the murder, then who did? I... Oh... 
Here's your husband. Hello, Inspector. Hello, Temple. I was just going into the hospital when I spotted your wife sitting in the car. Did you see Galena? Yes, I've just left him. How is he? He's not exactly communicative. No. His memory doesn't seem to be quite as good as it was, either. I'm worried about Galeno. I saw him this morning, and there seemed to me to be a distinct change. He was surly, almost insolent. He contradicted his original statement. Yes, I know. Do you think that... No, I suppose that's impossible. What were you going to say, Mrs. Temple? Do you think someone's seen him, and perhaps... You mean, has he been got at? Yes. I wondered that, but I told the nurse not to allow visitors under any circumstances. He hasn't seen anybody, and he hasn't received any letters. Well, perhaps he's scared. Perhaps the beating up did the trick after all. Mm-hmm. That's possible. We'll have another talk to him anyway. Well, goodbye, Temple. Oh, is there any news of Miss Ferguson? No, there isn't. By the way, Temple, did you know that she was attached to Scotland Yard, that she was watching La Mortella? Yes. Oh, well, it was news to me. It's a pity Sir Graham didn't mention her before. It always helps to be kept in the picture. Oh, she wasn't investigating the Gilbert case. Oh, that makes a nice change. So many people seem to be investigating the Gilbert case. <clears throat> Inspector, you said just now that you didn't know about Miss Ferguson being attached to Scotland Yard. Yeah. But didn't Louis Fabian mention her to you? The fellow who runs La Motella? Yes. No. Why, did he know about Miss Ferguson? It was the night you were making inquiries about the diamond ring. What diamond ring? Well, I was told that a member of the club lost a diamond ring and that the insurance company asked you to investigate. Did Fabian tell you that? He did. And is that why I'm supposed to have heard about Miss Ferguson? Yes. Fabian said he asked you if Miss Ferguson was attached to Scotland Yard. And what did I say? <laughs> Apparently you were non-committal. I'll bet I was. It's a pity Fabian wasn't. You write novels, don't you, Temple? Yes. Well, if you're ever hard up for a plot, I suggest you have a chat with Fabian. He's certainly got the imagination. <laughs> Goodbye, Mrs. Temple. Goodbye, Inspector. Goodbye, Temple. Goodbye, Kingston. Paul, I do not like that man. Yes, sir, you said before, Steve. Move over. It's all right, dear, I'll drive. Steve, please move over. No, 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 I'm going to drive. Darling, this car doesn't belong to us, remember. I only borrowed it. And what do you mean by that? Now, look, we don't want to start an argument in front of the hospital. Seems an excellent place to start an argument. All right, you drive. <laughs> and if you scratch I know, I know exactly what you'll say, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going straight home? No, I want to call it a reference library. I'm not sure of the number. You'll have to drive all the way down Tottenham Court Road. All the way down Tottenham Court Road? Yes. Why? Move over. You drive. <laughs> Good evening. Oh, good evening. Uh, a friend of mine called here about six months ago and borrowed a book from your library. From the reference library? Yes, I believe so. Uh, I was wondering if you could tell me the name of the book. Oh, well, well, that's a little difficult, Mr... Temple, Paul Temple. Oh. Oh, well, um, have you the exact date, Mr. Temple? Yes, it was a Monday, December the 9th. I see. What exactly happens here when you ask for a book? Well, you look up the catalogue, decide which book you want, then write the number of the book with your name and address on a slip of paper. We take the slip and give you the book. You can't take it away, of course. You've got to read it on the premises. I see. And what happens to the slip? Well, we're supposed to file them, but... Well, sometimes they get destroyed. <laughs> However, we can try. Ah. Monday, December the 9th, you said? Yes. Well, I'll soon find the slip if we've still got it. 
Monday's a pretty slack day. Good. Oh, what's the name of your friend? Talbot, Mrs. Mary Talbot. All right, Mr. Temple. I'll see if I can find it. Just take a seat. I shan't be long. Thank you. Why on earth do you want to know the name of the book? I'm rather curious, that's all. Yes, but why? Can't see that it matters what book Mrs. Talbot was reading. I expect it was a filthy day anyway, and she simply popped in here to get out of the rain. As a matter of fact, it was a very nice day. Oh, now, you're not going to tell me you remember what sort of a day <laughs> well, it was. I ask Galeno. The weather was perfect. Therefore, Mrs. Talbot must have come in here for a definite reason. Why do you usually go into a reference library? Because you want to look at a newspaper or consult a book. But Galeno didn't. He was just bored. No, Galeno was different. He was a foreigner. He had no money and didn't know what to do with himself. Mrs. Talbot had a flat and, I imagine, a certain amount of money. Yes, but surely she wasn't the type to use a reference library. Mm, that makes her visit all the more curious. You've been lucky, Mr. Temple. Ah. I found the slip. Monday, December the 9th, Mrs. Mary Talbot, Soho Square, London, That's West it. One. Well, apparently she asked for two books. Oh. The Theory of the Photographic Pre Process. That's a well-known book on photography. Yes. And a reference book called Encyclopedia of Social Sciences. Mm. Is that the one edited by Sir Ronald Bakerton? Uh, yes. Yes, I believe it is. It's been out about 18 months. Yes, that's right. <coughs> well, thank you, Miss... Um... Oh, White. <laughs> thank you, Miss White. You've been most helpful. Oh, not at all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Satisfied, dear? Can I yes, you? quite satisfied, thank you, dear. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Charlie, I thought you were going out this afternoon. Well, yes, I, I did intend to, Mrs. Temple, but well, thank goodness you've come back. Is anything wrong? What is it, Charlie? Well, there's a young lady to see you, sir. I think she's very ill. Ill? You see, I was just going out when the bell rang, and blimey, she didn't half make me jump. But what happened? Well, she was standing in the doorway, Mrs. Temple, looking as white as a sheet. And she said, is Mr. Temple in? And, and then she passed out. Cor, didn't half have a job with her. Did you ring for a doctor? No, I tried to get hold of you, Mr. Temple. I phoned Scotland Yard, but they said you weren't there. Where is she now? She's in the setting room on the settee. I didn't know what to do with her, Mr. Temple. I thought... Right, come on, please. Yes. Oh, Paul, it's Lynn Ferguson. Lynn! Who is it? It's Paul Temple. Lynn, are you all right? Oh, I... What happened? Where have you been? They dropped me outside your house. I was told that... Lynn, tell us what happened. What happened after we left you? I walked part of the way towards... My apartment. Then... Oh, Paul, is she going to be all right? Ring for Dr. Lester. You'll find the number on my desk. No, wait. Wait, I'll be all right. What happened, Lynn? They gave me something. An injection. I don't know what it was. Who's they? Hamilton. Hamilton? You seen him? Yes. I've seen him. What happened? They gave me something, an injection. I don't know what it was. Who's they? Hamilton. Hamilton? Have you seen him? Yes, I've seen him. Well, Lynn, can you tell us about it? I... Do you think I could have a drink of water? Yes, of course. Charlie, a glass of water, quickly. Okie dokie. Oh, Sir Graham Forbes is here, sir. Come in, Sir Graham. Lynn. Lynn, are you all right? No, she'll be all right in a moment. A glass of water, sir. Thanks. Here you are, Lynn. 
Thank you. Hello, Sir Graham. Uh, you all right now, my dear? Yes. Good. But I guess I'd better tell you what happened in case I pass out again. Yes, do. After Mr. and Mrs. Temple dropped me, I got almost as far as my apartment. Mm-hmm. And then a car suddenly drew into the sidewalk. Now, I was pushed inside it. There was a man in the back of the car, and he, he flung a sort of hood thing over my head and pressed a revolver against my ribs. Oh, you must have been terrified. I certainly was. Then what happened? Well, they took me to a country house someplace. I didn't know where because I couldn't see anything. I was taken to a room on the first floor. It was an enormous room, and in one corner there was a man sitting behind a desk. I couldn't see him clearly because there was a light on his desk. It was shining in my face the whole time. He started to ask me questions. What sort of questions? Well, he wanted to know why I was always going to La Mortella. Mm-hmm. I told him I liked going there because they had a very good orchestra and I was fond of dancing. He obviously didn't believe me. He, he said he knew I was attached to Scotland Yard and was making investigations. He wanted to know what the investigations were. Uh, did you tell him? No. At least not at first. I, I stuck to my story. But then he became very curious about the person you were interested in, Mr. Temple. You mean Hamilton? Yes. He kept asking me time and time again if I knew anything about Hamilton. And I kept repeating, no, i would never heard of him. And suddenly he lost his temper. He said I was lying and that I'd been sent to La Mortella to try and find Hamilton and to investigate the Gilbert case. Well, naturally, I, I denied this. Well, of course. Go on. Well, when they realized I wasn't going to tell them anything, they, they gave me an injection... I felt terrible. I've never felt so frightened. Oh, you're all right now, Lynn. Don't upset yourself. I, I told the truth, Sir Graham. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Now, don't worry, I tried dear. hard not to, but it wasn't any use. Don't worry about it. What was it you told them? That I suspected La Mortella was being used by drug smugglers as their headquarters. I said I'd never heard of anyone called Hamilton until you mentioned the name. What did they say? That seemed to satisfy them. In fact, oddly enough, it changed the whole situation. How do you mean? You mean they were relieved when you told them that you were not investigating the Gilbert case? Yes. It was obvious that my drug investigations didn't interest them in the slightest. Go on, then. Finish your story. Well, then they made me lie down and someone took one of my shoes away. I must have dozed off because when I woke up, I was in the car again. They released me just around the corner. As I got out of the car, I heard someone say... you're. Opposite Mr. Temple's place, Miss Ferguson. Yeah, I see. Lynn, how many people did you see, altogether, I mean? Four. Would you recognize them again? I might recognize the man who stopped me. And what about the others? I doubt it. From what you've told us, I should imagine that the only important person was the man who asked you the questions. Yes, I think so. And you think he was Hamilton? I feel sure he was. Why? Because the man in the front of the car wanted to ask me questions. But the driver lost his temper and said, Shut up. Hamilton will do the questioning. I was in such a state, I didn't really take it in at the time. But when we got to the house and the man behind the desk started asking the questions, I suddenly realized who he was. Good, Lynn. Fine. Now, this will help us a lot. Do you think the driver realized you'd heard him mention the name Hamilton? No, I'm pretty certain he didn't because he spoke very quietly. But you know, sometimes in a car you can hear the slightest whisper. Yes, luckily. I suppose Hamilton is just a covered-up name for the person who's behind all this. Yes, of course. And you think it's someone we already know? Possibly, you say you didn't recognize this man at the desk, Lynn. No, and yet at one time I wondered if it could be Fabian. Fabian? Well, he was so interested in my reason for going to La Mortella. Mm, as far as I can make out, that was the only reason they picked you up. Yes, it's my bet it was Fabian. You mean 
Fabian is Hamilton. Yes, dear. But why did they take my shoe away? But that's it. You've got it. Yes, they sent it to Mrs. Temple as a warning. A warning? Yes, to remind us of what happened to Brenda Sterling, June Michael, and Mrs. Talbot. I see. I expect you thought the same thing might happen to me. It certainly crossed our minds, Lynn. However, now that you're safe, I'd better ring Kingston. May I use your phone, Temple? Yes, of course. I shall tell the inspector to keep a very close watch on Lamatella. Does that mean that you now think that Gilbert is innocent? And that Fabian murdered Brenda Sterling? I don't know about that, Steve. But I certainly think he's the Mr. Hamilton we've heard so much about. Well, if you think that, Sir Graham, we'd both better keep an eye on him. It looks as if your dancing's going to improve, darling. <laughs> Have you seen Fabian? No, I've had a look in the restaurant. He's not there. Probably in his office. Yes. Well, there's no hurry. I can see him later. Let's go into the cocktail bar. Oh, Paul, here's Inspector Kingston. Hello, Temple. Oh, hello, Inspector. What are you doing here? Good evening, Inspector. Oh, good evening, Mrs. Temple. I rather think we're both here for the same reason. Fabian? Yes. Well, he's all yours, Temple. I've finished with him for the time being. Where is he? In his office. Somewhat the worse for wear. You sound as if you've been putting him through it. I've put him through it all right. But he's a pretty smooth customer. Apparently he knew Miss Ferguson was missing. Yes, I told him. When? This afternoon. Oh. So you saw him this afternoon? Yes, we had a little chat. I see. You amateurs seem to get around one way and another. <clears throat> Does Fabian know that Miss Ferguson's been found? Yes, I told him. Was he surprised? Not unduly. Well, he's all yours. Good night. Good night, Kingston. Oh, by the way, there are two old friends of yours in the cocktail bar. No. Reynolds and Miss Wayne. I don't know if they've been having a row or not, but, well, things weren't too harmonious ten minutes ago. Did you speak to them? No, they didn't see me. Good night. Good night, Inspector. Oh, I don't know why Sir Graham keeps that man. Arrogant and self opinionated Darling, you mustn't have prejudices. He's an extremely clever man. <laughs> Come on, let's go to the cocktail bar. why you didn't complain about the glass. I told you it was filthy as soon as I saw it. My dear Betty, it wasn't filthy. There was a spot on it, a minute spot. In any case, it's not important. It is to me. I hate anything like that. Oh, I don't know what's come over this place. I really don't. Well, if you don't like it, you don't have to come. Oh, don't be tiresome, Lance. Get me another drink. Don't you think you've had enough for one night? If I thought I'd had enough, I wouldn't ask for another, would I? Well, this has been a very pleasant evening, I must say. That is, Fabian. I came here to dance. It's perfectly obvious that Fabian isn't going to put in an appearance tonight. So if you want to dance, you might just as well dance with me. I said dance, darling. Dance. Get it. Pull yourself together. Hmm? Here are the temples. Where? Oh. Mmm. Mmm. What a wonderful dress. Now, where did she get that from? She didn't buy it from me. Betty, now, please. Now, remember... <laughs> Hello there. Oh, hello, Miss Wayne. Good evening, Mr. Reynolds. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. Hello, Temple. Uh, hello. Uh, you know Miss Wayne? Yes, of course. Darling, I'm waiting for my drink. Oh, I'm uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, may I get you a drink, Mrs. Temple? Thank you. May I have a dry martini? Yes, of course. 
Temple? A dry martini, too, please. Isn't this place deadly tonight? <laughs> I'm afraid Betty's furious. She wants to dance and Fabian hasn't turned up. Oh, I expect you'll put in an appearance later. Well, it's nearly 12 now. He ought to have been here hours ago. Well, if Lewis is, Lewis is not going to dance with the customers, they might just as well close the dreary place down. Miss Wynne, my husband may not be Mr. Fabian, but he is quite a dancer. Mm-hmm. Would you care to risk it? Well, I... I've already refused to dance with Lance. Don't worry about me. Go ahead. Come on, Miss Wayne. <laughs> See you later, Steve. Don't move out of the cocktail bar. No, I do. Here you are. I have just what you say. Do you want to carry on? Hmm. Why not? Your wife underrated you. You're a, you're a very good dancer, Mr. Temple. Thank you. And thank goodness a silent one. Lance talks the whole time and never stops. Really? It's infuriating. Miss Wayne, you remember when Steve and I called round the other night? Yes. I believe I told you we saw Wilfred Sterling. You said you thought you'd seen him. Oh, we saw him all right. He'd just left your flat. Listen, I told you then, and I'm telling you now. Wilfred Sterling hasn't been near my flat. Is that the truth? Yes, that's the truth. All right, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a nice change anyway. It's <laughs> well, a very nice dress you're wearing. What do you know about dresses? Well, judging from the number you've sold my wife, I'm practically in the business. <laughs> well, if you're in the business, where did I get this from? Well? I never make a deduction without studying the evidence. <laughs> Um, I should say it's either Stiebel or Dior. Correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there you are. You see, I'm an expert. Not on dresses. <laughs> I bought this in a sale straight off the page. <laughs> well, it looks like Dior. On you, anyway. <laughs> Mr. Temple. Yeah? Whatever happens, don't go down to Reading. I have no intention of going down to Reading. Yes, I know, but... Well, don't. That's all. Is this a warning or just a friendly piece of advice? Oh, you can call it what you like. Uh, do you mind if we stop dancing now? No, of course not. Am I talking too much? Oh, no, it's not that. I, I want that drink. Yes, all right. Here you are, Betty. Here's a drink. Uh, thank you, Lance. Temple, dry martini. No, thank you. Well, good old. Cheers. Mm. That was a pink gin, that was. Mm. Much better. You're right, Mrs. Temple. Your husband's a very good dancer. I'm glad you've given satisfaction, darling. <laughs> well, I'm afraid there won't be anyone else left to dance with. Fabian's gone. What do you mean? It's quite a simple statement. Fabian's gone home about two minutes ago. No. Surely not. Ask Mrs. Temple. Did you see him? Yes, just for a moment. He popped in and said goodnight. I didn't think he looked too good. Oh. Well, if Fabian's gone, there's no point in staying. (laughs) See you in the hall, Lance. Are we leaving? Yes, I want to get home. Good night. Good night. (laughs) I suppose I'd better try and get hold of a cab. 
Unfortunately, my car's in the dock. Now, won't you have another drink before you go? Um, no, I, I don't think I will, thank you. Oh, um, by the way, uh, there's a rumour that Howard Gilbert's going to be reprieved. I believe it's in the stop press of one of the papers. No, I haven't heard anything. Haven't you? Uh, did you see the Home Secretary? It's not my job to see the Home Secretary, but I believe Sir Graham Forbes has seen him. Oh. Uh, what do you think the chances are? I don't know, Reynolds. We shall just have to wait and see. Yes. Well, I, I mustn't keep Betty waiting. That would be disastrous. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Was Reynolds right? Did Fabian look under the weather? Certainly did. Oh, it sounds as if the inspector really did lay into him. Yes. Finish your drink, Steve. I want to get off. Why? Uh, are we going home? No. Uh, where are we going? To Rygate House. But that's where Miss Wayne lives. I know. I'll see you in the front, Steve. I'm going to get the car. Uh, did you ring? Yes. Are you the head porter? Supervisor, head porter, messenger boy, and chief bottle washer, as you might say. <laughs> well, you're the man I want, Mr... Uh, uh, Priestley, sir. Well, Mr. Priestley, I'm making a few inquiries, and I think perhaps you can help me. Uh, there isn't a flat going, if that's what you think. No, no, no. It's, it's just that I'm rather interested in one of the tenants here. Oh. Are you from the police? No, it's a purely private inquiry. Well, what is it you want to know? Who occupies the flat immediately above Miss Wayne? But Miss Wayne... No, no, let me see. That'll be 23. Oh, that's Mr. Williams. Is Mr. Williams a man of about 52 or 3? Grey hair, got rather a bad limp, walks with a stick. Oh, that's right. That sounds exactly like Stone. All right. How long has he been here? Now, just a minute. If you've got any inquiries to make, my advice to you... my name is Paul Temple. Oh. I'm making certain inquiries, and I think you can help me. Now, how long have you known Mr. Williams? About two weeks, that's all. He's a new tenant. He's on a sublette. As a matter of fact, he only pops in occasionally. Has he a friend? Well, I suppose he must have, but I haven't seen him. I was a bit worried about him at first. I mean, just popping in and out two or three times a week. I said to Mrs. Priestley, he looks a respectable sort of fellow, but... Well, I don't like it. And what did Mrs. Priestley say? Well, she's more free and easy than I am. More broad-minded, you might say. Yes, she was on the stage. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, I see. Are you representing Mrs. Williams, sir? Well, uh, naturally, I can't divulge. Oh, sir. I understand, sir. Well, you've been most helpful, Mr. Priestley. I'm very grateful. Oh, thank you, sir. That's very kind of you. Oh, there's just one point. I don't suppose you've got the necessary authority, but... If I wanted to see inside one of the flats at any time, number 23, for instance... Oh, I've got the authority, sir, and a pass key. I go inside all the flats. Oh, I see. I didn't realise that. Oh, good gracious, yes, sir. I've got the authority, all right. Uh, would you like to see inside number 23, sir? Well, if it isn't putting you to too much trouble... Not at all, sir. This way, Mr. Temple... Very nice, sir. Uh, that's the lounge. Uh, the bathroom's over there. You have two bedrooms. Are all these flats built the same? Yes, they're all the same. Mm. Do you mind if I have a look in the lounge? No, of course not. Oh, nice curtains. Mm. Who does this flat really belong to? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Svensson. They're a Danish couple. 
Very nice. They usually spend two or three months abroad every year. Are you looking for something, Mr. Temple? Yes, as a matter of fact, I am. And by Timothy, I think I've found it. Here, careful with the settee, sir. Move that end away from the wall. Here, what's the idea? Come on, give me a hand. There, that's it. Now, there's a small case down here. I want to get hold of it. Here we are. What is it? What does it look like? It looks like a portable gramophone. Yes, but it isn't. Uh, Who cleans this flat? I think Mr. Williams does it himself. If he's got a daily, I haven't seen her. Look here. What is that thing, Mr. Temple? Yes, what is it? I'll show you. Well? Just a minute. I've seen one of them things before. In the army. In the army? Yes. They used to put one in the Jerry's quarters and listen into what they were saying. Here. What's Mr. Williams doing with it? I'll give you three guesses. He's been listening to what's been going on in the flat below. Yes, he'd only have to stick those headphones on and he'd hear every word. But why should Mr. Sterling want to listen to Betty Wayne? Sterling, did you say? Is that what they call this bloke, Sterling? Yes. And he wouldn't be any relation to Brenda Sterling, the girl that was murdered. Yes, it's her father. But she worked at Conway and Races. Well? Well, so does Miss Wayne. Yes, I know. Ah, you're, you're not representing Mrs. Williams, are you? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm not representing anybody, unless it's Howard Gilbert. You mean you're on the Gilbert case? Yes. Well, why? Don't you think he did it? <laughs> shh, shh. Quiet a minute. What is it? There's someone down below. Yes, it's Miss Wayne. She's just come in. She's just closing her front door. Mr. Priestley, I've taken you into my confidence over this business. Now, I don't want you to say anything to anybody about this machine. You understand? Yes, sir. Now, give me a hand with the settee, will you? Uh-huh. I want to put this thing back exactly as I found it. Now, it's help? all right, Mrs. Temple. We can manage. There we are. That's it. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you. Uh... Mr. Temple. Yes? This fellow Williams, uh, or Sterling, rather, he always slips me ten bob every week. Well? Uh, well, uh, do I go on taking it? I mean, now I know he's up to no good. It didn't matter so much when I thought he was just a bit of slap and tickle. <coughs> Begging your pardon, Mrs. Temple. <laughs> Not at all. I'm broad-minded, too. But, uh, well, if he's mixed up in a murder... If case, you want to help me and incidentally help the police, you carry on just the same, Mr. Priestley. Be pleasant to Mr. Williams. Take the ten shillings and... Forget all about tonight. Okay, if that's the way you want that's it. That's the way I want it. Uh, not a word to your wife, you understand? And you think I'm crazy? <laughs> She'd never stop nattering. <laughs> Besides, she doesn't know anything about the ten bob. <laughs> Do you want? I want to talk to you, Miss Wayne. May we come in? Well, it's very late. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Yes, I know it is, but there's something I want to tell you. Well, it'll have to wait. I'll see you tomorrow. I don't want to talk. I got a beast of a... Oh, I'll soon cure that. Now, come along. I want to talk to you. Oh, all right. You can come in for five minutes. That's all. Just for five minutes. Uh, Okay. I'm afraid you won't get much out of her. No, don't worry. She'll sober up. Well, what'll you drink? Nothing for me, thank you. Oh, nonsense. You must have a drink. I'd like a glass of soda water, please. What, just plain soda? That's all. Everybody to their taste. Oh, fill it up. No, right up. Right up? That's it. 
Uh, here you are, it's right up. Well, have you learned spirit? Thank you. Now, I'll have a little gin. Miss Wayne. Yes. Look at me. What? Oh, 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 you fool, you stupid fool. You, you soaked me, completely soaked Now me. sit down and drop the act. You're oh. as sober as I am. Get out of here, do you hear? Get out. Pass me that siphon, Steve. What? You heard, pass the siphon. You wouldn't have a nerve to Wouldn't do I? Now, Miss Wayne, what did you mean when you said whatever happens, don't go down to Reading? I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You said that to me while we were dancing. Oh, leave me alone. For heaven's sake. Miss Swain, in five days' time, Howard Gilbert goes to the scaffold for the murder of Brenda Sterling. I don't think he committed that murder. I don't think you think so either. I don't know anything about it. Just because Brenda Sterling worked in my department doesn't mean that I was a friend of hers or or that I even knew what kind of a person she was. What kind of a person is Mr. Reynolds? What do you mean? He's a friend of yours, isn't he? We've seen you with him often enough. Well, what's Lance got to do with Brenda Sterling? He shared a flat with Howard Gilbert. He brought me a letter addressed to Gilbert from a gentleman named L. Fairfax. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, please, leave me alone. I'm, I'm tired and I'm, I'm terribly worried and I want to go to bed. What are you worried about? <laughs> Mr. Temple, please. <laughs> don't ask her any more questions. All right. <laughs> When you said whatever happens, don't go down to Reading, I think you were trying to warn me against something. Now, for some reason or other, you've changed your mind. Well, now I'm going to give you a warning. Be careful what you say in this flat. What do you mean? Have you ever seen the man who has the flat immediately above this? Mr. Svensson? No, Mr. and Mrs. Svensson are away. They've left the flat to a man called Williams. And Mr. Williams, for your information, happens to be Wilfred Sterling. Nonsense. No, you're, you're just saying that porter, because... Ask the porter. Ask him to describe Mr. Williams to you. Is this true, Mrs. Temple? Yes. What did you mean when you said, be careful what you say in this flat? The flat's been wired. Sterling's been listening to your conversation. Oh. That's why he took the flat. Oh. Look, I... Oh, she's fainted. bathroom light out? I did. What time is it? Mm, quarter to two. Tired? Yes, but I don't feel sleepy. You'd better read for a little while. Yes. <sighs> oh, now who on earth can that be? Fine time to ring anyone. Hello? Hello, Paul Temple. Speaking. Oh, this is Wilfred Sterling. I just had a reporter on the telephone. He tells me there's a rumour that Howard's been granted a reprieve. Is that true? No, I don't think so. Oh, then there isn't any news. Not yet, Mr. Sterling. I'm sorry to have bothered you. Only this fellow seemed pretty definite. No, it's all right. Oh, while you're on the phone, there's something I want to ask you. Yes? Did your daughter ever go to a club called La Motella? I wouldn't know. I see. Well, good night. Good night. And again, I'm sorry to have disturbed you. Oh, that's all right. What did he want? Well, apparently a reporter telephoned him. There's been a rumour that Gilbert's been reprieved. Do you think it's true? No, Sir Graham would have let me know. Besides, there isn't enough evidence to reprieve Gilbert. Not yet, at any rate. Mm. Paul, I've been thinking about that story Lynn Ferguson told us. Mm -hmm. It's rather curious that the person who asked her all those questions went out of his way to... 
Did you hear anything? What? There's someone outside on the landing. Nonsense. There you are. Who is it? It's me, sir, Charlie. Oh, come in, Charlie. What is it, Charlie? What's the matter? Oh, there's a Mr. Fabian to see you, sir. What? At this hour? Yes, sir. He says it's very important. I didn't hear the front door bell. No, he didn't ring, madam. You see, I went down to um, to get a glass of milk, and just as I got down, Mr. Fabian knocked at the door. Where is he now? I put him in the drawing room, sir. Oh, he isn't half in a tither about something. Well, I wouldn't have asked him in, sir, but, well, I knew you knew him, and I didn't want him to... Uh, that's all right, Charlie, all right. You say he's rather head up about something? No, I mean, not half. Well, make some coffee and bring it into the drawing room. Okie doke, Mrs. T... Oh, <clears throat> yes, Mrs. Temple. Thank you, Charlie. There's no need for you to come down, Steve. I know, dear, but I'm coming. I shall make a definite complaint to the commissioner. He had no right to ask me those questions. His manner was aggressive and most unpleasant. Yes, I appreciate that, Fabian. On the other hand, the inspector was only doing his duty. If you want my frank opinion, the police want a scapegoat for this affair. And they picked on me. Nonsense. Then why did he go on asking me those questions? Because the people who kidnapped Miss Ferguson were chiefly interested in her reasons for visiting your club... In fact, we think that's why she was abducted. To find out why Scott and Yard were keeping an eye on La Martella. Yes. But surely I'm the only person who'd be curious about that. Exactly. Now you know why the inspector asked you so many questions. Mr. Fabian, was that your only reason for coming here at this hour of the morning to complain about Inspector Kingston? No. I saw your husband this afternoon, Mrs. Temple, and he asked me certain questions about him, Mrs. Talbot. Yes? Well, I... I told him that I had never seen Mrs. Talbot, and she had never been to the club. Well? That I'm afraid was a lie. Mrs. Talbot came to La Motella several weeks ago with Betty Wayne. Then why didn't you admit that this afternoon? I couldn't. Why not? A great many things have happened since this afternoon. May I... may I have a cigarette? Yeah, help yourself. After... after I left the club tonight, I... I made a telephone call... To an old associate of mine. You noticed I, I use the word associate, not friend. No. His name is Westerman. He was a friend of Mrs. Talbot's. In fact, it was through Westerman that she came to La Motella. Let's go on. For consideration, Westerman is prepared to tell you all about Mrs. Talbot and her association with Betty Wayne. He might even be persuaded to tell you about other things, Temple. What does Westerman call a consideration? You will have to discuss it with him yourself. I've taken the liberty of making an appointment for you. When? Tomorrow night at ten o'clock. Is that convenient? Yes, that's convenient. At your flat or La Motella? Neither. I'm afraid you'll have to go out of town to Reading. After I left the club tonight, I made a telephone call to an old associate of mine. You'll notice I use the word associate and not friend. Go on, Fabian. His name is Westerman. He was a friend of Mrs. Talbot's. In fact, it was through Westerman that she came to La Motella. Yes. For consideration, Westerman is prepared to tell you all about Mrs. Talbot and her association with Betty Wayne. He might even be persuaded to tell you about other things, Temple. What does Westerman call a consideration? You will have to discuss it with him yourself. I've taken the liberty of making an appointment for you. For when? Tomorrow night at ten o'clock. Is that convenient? Yes, that's convenient. At your flat or La Motella? Neither. I'm afraid you'll have to go out of town to Reading. Reading? Yes. Well, can't your friend get up to London for an hour or so? I suggested that, of course, but he won't hear of it. Very well. Give me the address. There's no need for that. I'll drive you down. 
Pick me up just before nine. Please, don't say anything about this to anyone else, especially Sir Graham Forbes. Fabian, when I first asked you about Mrs. Talbot, you said you knew nothing about her, but now you admit you were lying. Were you also lying about Hamilton? I've told you I've never even heard of Hamilton. You described Mr. Westerman as an associate. Do you mean he's in business with you? He was. But I called him an associate because I didn't want you to think he was a friend of mine. Is Westerman blackmailing you? Yes. For money? No. I was in partnership with him. We had an agency business. Then we had a row and decided to split up. Eighteen months later, I went into business on my own and opened La Mortella. Yes? About a year after the club opened, I had a letter from Westerman asking me to go down to Reading. When I saw him, he said he wanted me to make certain friends of his members of La Mortella. Two of them had actually already applied for membership, and I had turned them down. Why? Because if you want to run a successful nightclub, Mrs. Temple, you have to be very careful of your clientele. Yes, I suppose so. Well, for certain reasons, I had to do what Westerman wanted. Mrs. Talbot was made a member... So was Betty Wayne, Brenda Sterling, and a girl called June Michael. I see. And what about Mr. Reynolds? Reynolds? Was he a friend of Westerman? Oh, no. Lance Reynolds is one of our original members. In any case, one can't object to Reynolds, surely. On what grounds would you object to Betty Wayne? She drinks too much. Isn't that good for business? Up to a point. And she goes beyond that point? Sometimes. Was Howard Gilbert one of your members? No, but he came to the club once or twice. With Reynolds or Miss Sterling? I believe Reynolds, I'm not sure. Mr. Fabian, you don't think Westerman is using your club as a sort of headquarters? I mean, if he was mixed up with Mrs. Talbot... That's exactly what I wondered, Mrs. Temple. I also wondered if Westerman was responsible for the disappearance of Miss Ferguson. Who told you that Miss Ferguson was attached to Scotland Yard? Westerman. And you believed him? His information's usually pretty good, especially where the police are concerned. What exactly was your business with Westerman? I told you, we had an agency. Yes, but what kind of an agency? We we bought and sold things. Did you deal in drugs? Good heavens, no. Whatever makes you ask that? Because that's why Miss Ferguson was watching La Mortella. For drugs? Yes. Scotland Yard suspected that your club was being used as a centre. But that's absurd. Why on earth should they think that? I don't know. But they did. Well, it... Must be nearly two o'clock, sir, unless there's anything else. Yes, of course. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was so late. I'll see you tonight, then. Yes. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Oh, I thought it was never going. Yeah. I didn't realize it was so late. Would you like some of this coffee? Yes, I think I would. Might as well drink it. I don't feel a bit sleepy no, now. No, neither do I. Oh, oh. I was just thinking, Steve. Hmm? If I'd taken no notice of Sterling and we'd gone on that holiday, she'd probably been in Paris by now. Yes, we might even have got as far as Dijon. Ah, Dijon. Mm -hmm. I know this is jolly good coffee. <laughs> it was meant for Mr. Fabian. Well, in that case, I'm glad I got rid of him. Mm -hmm. Paul, do you believe that story of his? You mean about Westerman? Yes. Did you? I'm rather dubious. Rather dubious. <laughs> What's happened to that good old intuition of yours? What do you mean? It was a pack of lies from start to finish. There isn't a Mr. Westerman. There never has been a Mr. Westerman. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Paul, I know you hate to be asked pointed questions, especially at this stage. No, but... far ahead. Ask me anything you like. I'm in a very good mood. <laughs> yes, you certainly are. Well, 
Do you think Fabian is the man we are looking for? The man you're looking for, darling, or the man I'm looking for? I know perfectly well what I mean. Is Fabian Mr. Hamilton? Ah, that's a pretty pointed question. I told you I was going to ask pointed questions. That's quite right, darling, you did. Look, Paul, who murdered Brenda Sterling? Was it Howard Gilbert or someone else? Someone else. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Did the same person murder Mrs. Talbot? Yes. That visit we made to the reference library was quite a lucky break, wasn't it? Quite a lucky break. Paul, I think I know who it is. Do you see it? Yes. What are you going to do next, darling? I don't know. But I know what I'm not going to do. What's that? I'm not going down to Reading. Here, Paul, he wants a word with you. Yes, all right. Where's Charlie? He's in the kitchen. Why? I want to see him for a moment. Oh, and Steve. Yes? Will you do something for me? What is it? I've written Miss Wayne a note. I want to make certain that she gets it sometime today. Would you take it down to Conway and Races? What, now? Yes, it's pretty urgent. Why can't Charlie take it? Because he doesn't know Miss Wayne, and I want to be absolutely certain that it's handed to the right person. Why don't you phone her? Because I've written a note, darling. (laughs) Here you are. All right. I've got to do some shopping anyway. Uh, don't wait for a reply, Steve. Just say it's from me and that it's very urgent. All right, I'll be back sometime this afternoon, possibly about uh, four. Oh, and Steve? Yes? Keep out of the hat department. <laughs> Charlie? Yes? Mr. Semper wants you in the study. It's all right, Mr. Steve. Good morning, Inspector. Good morning, Temple. I'll sit down, won't you? Would you care for a drink? No, thank you. Well, now, what can I do for you? I've been talking to Miss Ferguson, and there are one or two details I'd like to check. Yes. Were you and Mrs. Temple actually here when Miss Ferguson arrived? No, we turned up shortly afterwards. Mm. Charlie was going out, and when he opened the door, Miss Ferguson was on the doorstep. Uh, Did she say anything? Well, I believe she asked for me. She was in a pretty bad way, you know. Yes, so I understand. How is she this morning? Oh, very much better. I need hardly tell you I take rather a dim view of this Ferguson episode. Yes, I rather thought you would. If I'd known that she'd been instructed to watch La Mortella, I'd never have gone near the place. But her investigations had nothing whatever to do with the Gilbert case. How do you know? Sir Graham told me. Oh. She was watching La Mortella because the special branch thought the club was being used as a drug centre. And you think that's got nothing to do with the Gilbert case? Well, has it? In my opinion, yes. Really? Well, it's interesting. Temple, look. When Brenda Sterling was murdered, her shoe was missing, correct? Correct. When Mrs. Talbot was murdered, her shoe was missing. Correct. Now, in my opinion, both these women were carrying a supply of drugs, and it's my bet that the stuff was concealed in the shoe. In the heel? Yes. But, Inspector, I don't know if Sir Graham told you what happened to Miss Ferguson. He did finally decide to confide in me. Well, she was abducted and put through what was almost third degree. But when she finally broke down and told them that she was investigating possible drug smuggling, they completely lost interest in her and she was released. And what does that prove? Uh, That once they knew that, they were no longer worried. Couldn't that have been a blind? What do you mean? Well, isn't it possible that you're thinking exactly what they want you to think? What? They question Miss Ferguson about her activities, they learn that she's investigating a possible traffic in drugs... And they profess to be completely disinterested. Yes, I see what you mean. Well, it adds up, Temple. 
They release the girl, knowing perfectly well that she's convinced they've nothing whatever to do with the drug traffic, and that ten to one she'll convince us. Mm. It's quite an idea, Inspector. Oh, we do get ideas occasionally, you know. <laughs> well, let's take your theory a step further. How does Fabian fit into the picture? Well, if I'm right, Fabian's the head of the whole outfit. And he murdered Brenda Sterling? Well, I wouldn't say that. But it's possible that Gilbert was an associate of Fabian's. And actually did commit the murder? Mm, yes. Then how do you account for the statement that Galeno made? I can't. But he now says that Mrs. Talbot wasn't with him the night Brenda Sterling was murdered. I'm afraid, whichever way you look at it, he's a pretty unreliable witness. Oh, I don't know. He must have been considered a pretty important one, otherwise he wouldn't have been beaten up. Yes. Yes, that's true. And it's only since he was beaten up that he's changed his mind. Exactly. Inspector, forgive my asking, but are you married? No. I'm a bachelor. Why do you ask? Well, I'd... I wondered, that's all. But you must have had a reason for asking a question like that. Yes, I had a reason. Well? I think it's possible that your life is in danger. Why do you say that? Because of what happened to Miss Ferguson? Partly. And partly because of what happened to my wife and me in Darlington Street. You mean when your car was shot to pieces? Yes. Well, if I'm in danger, it's all part of the job. There's nothing I can do about it. You can be on your guard, Inspector. Don't accept invitations, especially on the spur of the moment. I'm afraid I don't understand you. Fabian came here last night and told me that a man called Westerman could give me vital information about Mrs. Talbot and the murder of Brenda Sterling. Westerman? He's a new character. I've never heard of him. No, I don't expect you have. According to Fabian, he lives at Reading. Fabian suggested that we went out there this evening. I accepted the invitation, but I haven't the slightest intention of going. Why not? Because I'm convinced that Westerman doesn't exist. The whole thing is a trap. Have you any reason for thinking that? I have. Did someone warn you? Yes. And I'm warning you, Inspector. Don't accept any invitations, particularly from Louis Fabian. But if you don't keep the appointment, Temple, he's hardly likely to come to me with precisely the same story. On the contrary, I think that's exactly what he'll do. And that's why I'm warning you. Why? Why well, don't you see? If he thinks I'm suspicious, he daren't let the matter drop. He'll have to pursue it, otherwise it would look more suspicious than ever. Yes. Excuse me. Hello? Yes, Paul Temple speaking. Oh, hello, Reynolds. Yes. Yes, he did, as a matter of fact. Yes, last night, or rather this morning. No, no, of course I'm not. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I'll do that. Goodbye. Was that Lance Reynolds? Yes. Oh, fellas are confounded nuisance. Hardly a day passes without him ringing Scotland Yard. Yes, but if I'm ever accused of murder, I hope I have a friend like Reynolds. What do you mean? Well, he's certainly standing by Howard Gilbert. Yes, but he doesn't think Gilbert did it. A lot of people don't, but they're not doing anything about it. If you ask me, there are too many people interfering in this case. Reynolds, Sterling, Miss Ferguson... Paul Temple. <laughs> well, you said it first. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really very grateful for any help you can give us, Temple. Huh. I am a little annoyed about Miss Ferguson because I think Sir Graham ought to have taken me into his confidence before. However, I suppose, strictly speaking, she wasn't working on the Gilbert case. Well, I must be going. Oh, by the way, I meant to ask you. When you first described Lance Reynolds to me, you said he was about 45 or 6, had private means, was interested in the ladies, and was a very keen photographer. Yes. How did you know he was a keen photographer? Have you ever been to his flat? 
No. He's got photographs all over the place. I should think he must have taken thousands of them. Mm. Does he develop them himself, do you know? I should imagine so. Why do you ask? Oh, I... I wondered, that's all. Well, thanks for dropping in, Inspector. Let me know how Miss Ferguson gets on. Yes, I will indeed. Oh, and if you do get an invitation from Fabian... Don't worry. Forewarned is forearmed. Did you ring, sir? Yes. I don't think much of this tea, Charlie. What did you put in it? Oh, just the usual, sir. Mm, it's not very good. Well, I usually make a very nice cup of tea, sir. I'm glad you think so. Is Mrs. Temple back yet? No, sir. Oh, she's very late. Well, it's only just gone five. Yes, I know, but she said she'd be back. But Oh, there she is. Hello. Oh, hello, Steve. I was just beginning to wonder... Darling, what is it? What's the matter? I'm all right, Paul, but I've been in a car accident. Car accident? Oh, is that a cup of tea? It's okay, Mrs. Temple. I'll see to it. Steve, you all right? Yes, yes, I'm all right now. I've been pretty badly shaken, that's all. But what happened? Were you in a taxi? No, someone gave me a lift. Oh, thank you, Charlie. Mmm. Mmm. This is heaven. Would, would you like something stronger? Perhaps a drop of brandy or something? No, no, this is lovely, Charlie. Heavenly cup of tea. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Temple. You do make wonderful tea, Charlie. Well, I've always thought so, Mrs. Temple. Still, it's nice to be told. Would you like another cup, sir? No, thank you. That'll be all, Charlie. Yes, sir. Are you feeling better now? Yes, sir, thank you. Well, what happened? Well, I suppose I'd better start at the beginning. No, 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 no. You, you said you accepted a lift from someone. Yes, Mr. Reynolds. Reynolds? Yes, but what on earth did you accept a lift from... <laughs> Darling, don't you think I'd better start at the beginning? <laughs> yes, all right. Well, when I arrived at Comrade Races, the first person I saw was Betty Wade, and she mm. was just getting into the lift, so I got in too. Did you give her my... Yes, 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 I gave her the note, and she read it and put it in her handbag. Well, didn't she say anything? Never a word. Did she show you the note or tell you what was in it? No, but whatever it was, it certainly seemed to shake her. She dropped her handbag twice, got out of the lift without saying goodbye. Anyway, after that... I went downstairs and stayed there until about half past twelve, and then I went into the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I left there at about quarter to two and bumped, I mean literally bumped into Lance Reynolds. We chatted for a few moments, and then I went up to the library and changed the books. I suppose I must have stayed there until about half past two. Yes, go on. Well, I had a manicure appointment at half past two, so I went up to the third floor and bumped straight into Reynolds again. Was it deliberate? I mean, was he following no, you? No, no, I don't think so. Not for a moment. Well? Well, they kept me waiting for the manicure, and I didn't leave there until about half past three. I took the lift to the ground floor, and the first person I saw was Lance Reynolds. Oh, really? <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Temple. Are you following me or am I following you? It's beginning to look very suspicious. <laughs> I suppose if you'd arranged to meet, we shouldn't have found each other. That's about it. Are you on your way home? Yes. Well, can I offer you a lift? Oh, no, thank you. It's quite all right. Have you got the car? No, as a matter of fact, I haven't. Well, you'll have the dickens of a job getting a taxi at this time of the afternoon on Pellier Square, isn't it? Yes. Hmm, I can drop you easily. If you're sure it's not out of your way. No, 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 no. It's a pleasure. Here, let me take your pass. Thank you very much. Through here. My car's outside. Well, this is awfully kind of you. Not at all. I'm rather glad we bumped into each other. Oh, why? Well, the 
first time we met, I had the horrid feeling that we didn't quite, well, see eye to eye. See eye to eye? What about? Well, nothing in particular, but I felt you'd taken rather a dislike to me. Oh, well, that isn't quite the same thing. I frequently don't see eye to eye with my husband. We certainly don't dislike each other. <laughs> I'm afraid I've expressed myself rather badly. I, um, well, the fact is I was in rather a bad mood when I brought that letter to your house the other night. By the way, what happened about the letter? Did your husband discuss it with Inspector Kingston? Yes, I believe so. I know he discussed it with Howard Gilbert. How did you know that? Because Howard wrote to me. Oh. We were very good friends, you know, Miss Temple. We still are. Of course. That letter seemed to me frightfully important. After all, her diary proved that Brenda did know someone called Fairfax. Yes. yes. Traffic seems to get worse every day. Yes. We'll soon be careful. Did you see Miss Wayne this afternoon? Uh, this morning. We had lunch together. I gather you delivered a message from your husband. A note, uh, yes. Uh, you happen to know what was in the note? No, I'm afraid I don't. Didn't Miss Wayne tell you? Yes. As a matter of fact, she did. <laughs> Why are you asking me? I simply wanted to know if you knew. What was in it? Ah, you'll have to ask your husband, Mrs. Gumble. <laughs> Incidentally, give him my regards when you see him and tell him I, um, I gave you a lift home. Yes, of course. It's funny how one can form a definite opinion of a person before meeting them and then find that they're, well, not quite what you expect. Do you mean my husband? Yes. When I met him for the first time, I was surprised to find this that... The car's trying to cut Well, him. there's plenty of room. I was saying I met your husband for Look the first out. time. What a stupid ass. What are you trying to do? We're going to hit the curb. <laughs> Terrible, sorry. Are you all right, Mrs. Temple? Yes, yes I, I think so. That's so appalling. It wasn't my fault. No, 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 of course it wasn't. He tried to force you off the road. What happened to him? He made a pretty quick getaway. Did you get his number? No, I'm afraid I didn't. Was it done deliberately, do you think? Well, it certainly looked very much like it. Oh, ah, Lord, here's the strong arm of the law. Now for a confounded rigmarole. Look, you dumb, you better get out of the side, Mrs. Temple. It looks as if your door's jammed. I think it is, yes. After I'd made a statement, I took a cab and then came straight home. I must say, Reynolds kept his temper very well after all the accident. It wasn't his fault. No. Did you see the driver? Yes, but I wouldn't recognize him again. It was an open car. He was wearing a scarf and a pair of sunglasses. Oddly enough, I saw the car at Hyde Park Corner, but I didn't take any particular notice of it. He was probably tailing you. Yes, in view of what happened, I think he must have been. You know, I'm sure he did it deliberately. Yes. Steve, you don't know how lucky you are. I've got a pretty good idea. It was my side of the car that he very nearly... I'll take it. Right. Probably Reynolds. He said he'd ring to see if I got home all right. Hello? Yes? Oh, hello, Miss Wayne. No, he's here now, if you'd like to have a word with him. Betty Wayne, she wants to talk to you. Some will be hit up about something. You surprise me. Hello, Miss Wayne. Yes? Yes, I know. I've just been hearing about it. My wife was with him. Didn't he tell you that? No, no, no. Just a coincidence. Yes, I think so, too. Hmm? Uh, the sooner the better. Do you want to come here, or shall I... All right, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Goodbye. Well? My note did the trick. I thought it would. Paul, well, what was in that note? Would you like to see a copy of it? I certainly would. Uh, 
Here you are. Why, Paul! Don't look so staggered, darling. And now I'm going to see her. Are you coming? Just try and stop me. Oh, they don't belong. I want to get there as quickly as possible. Is she going to talk? I hope so, Steve. I sincerely hope so. how you knew the accident was going to happen. When I got your note, I thought you were just trying to convince me... Miss Wayne, we've been here 15 minutes and you haven't told me anything I don't already know. Now, if you don't intend to confide in me, please say so. What do you want me to tell you? Who killed Brenda Sterling? We we can't talk here. You know Well, then why didn't you come to my place? I suggested it. Oh, no, I didn't want to come to your house because I should only... Oh, I'm sorry to have dragged you here. And I shouldn't have phoned you. I only did it because... Because I... you were desperate and thought I might help you. Well, perhaps I can. Look, you needn't worry about Sterling overhearing our conversation. <laughs> He's not in his flat. And we told the porter to ring you the moment he arrives. All right. Howard Gilbert didn't murder Brenda Sterling. It's true they went to the theatre that night and that they had a row, but... But that's not why she was murdered. Well, we're getting somewhere. Go on. It's a long story, I don't know where to begin. You, you see, when Brenda Sterling first started to work at Conley and Racy's... Suppose we I start w- with the Cordoba robbery. The Cordoba robbery? Yes. Then then you know. I've suspected it for some time, but I wasn't sure. Paul, oh, what do you mean, the, the Cordoba robbery? And about a year ago, during Ascot Week, a diamond pendant was stolen from a wealthy South American called Mrs. Cordoba. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. She was staying at the Ritz, and the pendant, a, a cluster of rubies with three large matching diamonds, was reputed to be worth a quarter of a million dollars. The yard investigated, but the pendant was never recovered. Well, now you go on, Miss Wayne. Well, Mrs. Cordoba often came to Conway and Racy's. Mm-hmm. Well, I sold her literally dozens of dresses. And then uh, one day she gave a party and she invited two or three of the girls from the shop. Two or three? Well, Brenda, June Michael and myself. Uh-huh. Go on. And we went to the party and we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. As a matter of fact, that's where I first met Louis Fabian and Lance Reynolds. It was also the first time I saw the pendant. An exciting evening for you. Yes, it was. Well, next morning, Brenda, June and I naturally talked about the party and the people we'd seen there. June said it was all wrong that one person should have so much money and if someone decided to take Mrs. Cordoba for a ride, she certainly wouldn't lose any sleep over it. (laughs) Brenda and I laughed, of course. We we thought it was just a joke. What sort of a person was June Michael? She was an extremely good-looking girl and an excellent model. She just had no idea of the value of money. Well... About a week after the party, the Cordoba pendant was stolen. Naturally, the papers were full of it, and Brenda, June, and I were pretty excited. We felt that, having actually met Mrs. Cordoba and seen the pendant, we were, well, part of the whole thing. Yes, of course. And then, about a fortnight after the robbery, June was taken ill. She, when she came back to the shop, she looked as if she'd had a, a pretty bad time of it. She said she'd caught a germ of some sort and that she'd also been upset by the sudden death of a close friend. Brenda asked her who the friend was, but she didn't tell us. Well, she seemed to be her old self again quite soon. Well, I say she was herself, but actually she was more independent. And there were times when she'd suddenly get quite impudent. On one occasion, 
Well, I, I just had to report her to the manager. Go on. Well, of course, she was annoyed about this, and for several days we didn't speak. And then, about a week later, June asked me round to her flat. Well, I was rather glad that she decided to... Well, barely the hatchet. And when I arrived, I was surprised to find that she prepared quite an elaborate dinner. And uh, there was a, a maid in the kitchen. And, well, the whole setup seemed to be strangely luxurious. And anyway, it was obvious that she wanted to be friends again. Well, after dinner, there were just the two of us. June made a, a brief reference to her friend. The one who had died? Yes. She said that he was a stockbroker and had left her 3,000 pounds. And I said, well, that was a very nice windfall, but it'd be well, very soon disappear. She gave many expensive dinner parties. And she just laughed and said, don't worry, Betty, there's plenty more where that came from. Plenty more where that came from? Yes. And just as I was leaving, she gave me a parcel and said, this is for you, Betty. It's just a little present, darling. I took the parcel home, but I was so tired I didn't open it until the next morning. Yes? Would you... You'll never guess what was inside that parcel, Mr. Temple. I know what was inside it. A pair of shoes. Just as I was leaving, June gave me a parcel and said, This is for you, Betty. It's just a little present, darling. I took the parcel home, but I was so tired I didn't open it until the next morning. Yes? You, you'll never guess what was inside that parcel, Mr. Temple. I know what was inside it. A pair of shoes. Oh, a pair of shoes? Am I right? Yes, but... When did June give Brenda Sterling her present? But how did you know? Didn't she give her a pair of shoes Oh, yes. Well? Were they the same as yours? Well, they were evening shoes, but they, they were quite different. But how did you know that June had given Brenda a pair of shoes? Did, did she tell you? I never met Brenda Sterling. Well, how did you know? Why do you think June, Michael, gave you and Brenda those shoes? I... I don't know. Then I'll tell you. The Cordoba pendant was stolen by a man called Larry Boardman. Oh. It was common knowledge that he'd stolen it, but the police couldn't pin it on him. He knew it was no good trying to get rid of the pendant while the hue and cry was on, but about six months later he died. Before he died, however, he sent for a very dear friend of his. June Michael? Yes, June Michael. He told her that the pendant was worth at least £50,000, but he didn't give it to her. He told her it must remain where it was for two or three years when it would be safe to dispose of it. But if June didn't have the pendant... He gave her a strip of microfilm showing the exact hiding place of the Cordova pendant. Am I right? Yes. At first, June didn't know what to do with the film. She was rather frightened of the whole business. She kept it for a while, and then one day her flat was ransacked. She realised then that other people were interested in the Cordova pendant. She... She decided to cut the film into three parts and, and she put each part in the heel of a shoe. I had one of the shoes. Brenda had one. And June kept the other one herself. Did you know about the film when she gave you the shoes? No, no, I didn't. She told me the whole story much later. How much later? Oh, well, just after Brenda was murdered. I see. In view of what's happened, you've been rather fortunate. Fortunate? Brenda Sterling was murdered. June Michael committed suicide, Mrs. Talbot... Was... Oh, I don't know anything about Mrs. Talbot. No? Well, she was murdered. And one of her shoes was stolen. But I, I, I know nothing about Mrs. Talbot except that she was a witness in the Sterling case. Didn't you meet her one night at La Motella? No, I didn't. I think you did. What happened between you and Mrs. Talbot? Well? Well, I sold her my part of the film. She paid me a thousand pounds for it. 
I met her several times because I... Well, I was trying to get more money out of her. Whose suggestion was it that you met at La Mortella? I don't remember. Probably it was mine. Was Mrs. Talbot buying the film for herself? No, she said she was acting as a go-between, but she didn't say who for. I see. You've been very stupid, Miss Wayne. Yes. The moment you knew what was on the film, you ought to have taken it to Scotland Yard. Yes, I realise that. I realise it now more than ever, but... Oh, well, it seemed an easy way of making a thousand pounds. Now, for all... I didn't steal the pendant. I, I didn't even keep the film. But you knew what was on it? <laughs> yes. No good pretending I didn't. Well, that's honest at any rate. Miss Wayne, you did me a favour last night and I haven't forgotten it. By, by telling you not to go to Reading? Yes. Just after you warned me, I received the invitation. From Fabian? Yes. What happened, Miss Wayne? Did you overhear someone talking or something? Yes. I was in the ladies' room and Fabian was talking to someone outside. I... I thought I'd better mention it to your husband. Mm, I'm very glad you did. I didn't recognize the other voice because, well, Fabian seemed to be doing most of the talking. Miss Wayne. Yes? I want you to do something for me. I want you to give a cocktail party. A cocktail party? Yes. When? Tomorrow night. You you mean here, in this flat? Yes. Are you serious? Perfectly serious. Will you do it? Well, who do you want me to invite? My wife... Myself, Sir Graham Forbes, Inspector Kingston, mm-hmm. Lance Reynolds, and Wilfred Sterling. Yes, all right, Mr. Temple. Shall we say seven o'clock? Seven o'clock. Oh, and I think perhaps you'd better invite Louis Fabian. glass of sherry, Mrs. Temple? Oh, no, thank you. Lance? I'm all right, thank you, Betty. Inspector. Oh, oh, you've got whiskey. I'd like some more soda, if I may. Oh, yes, of course. Here you are, Inspector. Thank you. You don't look too happy with your glass of sherry, Mr. Fabian? No, 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 please. It's very good, sherry. <laughs> look, Betty, I've got an appointment at half past seven. How long is this thing going on? I don't know. It, it wasn't my idea. What do you mean? It wasn't your idea. Oh, don't be silly, Lance. Do you think I should have invited all these people? Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, the door. Well, if it's <laughs> Oh, good evening, Mr. Sterling. Good evening. I'm so glad you could get here. I'm rather late, I'm afraid. Oh, no, that's all right. You come along. I'll, I'll introduce you to the others. Thank you. Hello, Mr. Sterling. Oh, good evening. Uh, how are you, Hello, Mr. Sterling. Uh, hello, I, Mrs. Temple. I think you've met uh, Sir Graham Forbes and Inspector Kingston. Uh, yes, yes, yes. This is Lance Reynolds and Louis Fabian. How, How do you do? Now, what do you like? Sherry, gin, whiskey? Uh, have your soft drink. I'm sorry to be a nuisance, but... Uh, oh, yes, tomato juice. That would do nicely. <laughs> do you like lemon? Uh, well, Temple, forgive my asking, but was this cocktail party your idea? It was. Well, don't you think it would help if you came straight to the point? What point? Look, we're not exactly children. It's perfectly obvious why you invited us here this evening. Every person in this room is connected in some way or other with the Gilbert case. Well? Well, what's all this about, Temple? Exactly. I'll tell you what it's all about, Inspector. A girl called Brenda Sterling was murdered, and her fiancé, Howard Gilbert, was arrested. You all know what happened. 
Gilbert was tried and eventually convicted. But he didn't commit the murder. No, he didn't, Reynolds. Then who did? We'll come to that in a few moments, Fabian. Now, it's true that Gilbert did have a row with Brenda. Mr. Sterling heard them. But if Gilbert didn't murder his fiancée, then the row was completely unimportant. And we had to find another motive. Exactly, Sir Graham. Well, it took us some little time to find it. But eventually, I found a photograph in June Michael's flat of a friend of hers who called himself Leonard Bradley. Leonard Bradley? Mm. Now, we discovered that Bradley was really Larry Boardman. Larry Boardman. A notorious crook who, it was generally accepted, had stolen the Cordoba pendant, which, um, incidentally, has never been recovered. But Boardman's dead. Mm, I know. But just before he died, he gave June Michael a microfilm which indicated the hiding place of the pendant. Several attempts were made to get hold of the film, and in desperation, June split it into three parts and hid each part in the heel of a shoe. She kept one shoe herself, the others... Were given to Brenda and Mrs. Talbot. To Brenda, yes, Mr. Sterling, but not to Mrs. Talbot. Oh. But, just a minute, Temple. If Mrs. Talbot didn't have one of the shoes... Then she didn't have a portion of the film. I said it wasn't given to her by June Michael. In actual fact, she had it, but she bought it from someone. From Brenda Sterling? No, from someone else. But but how does this fellow Hamilton fit into the picture? The night you came to La Mortella, you kept asking me if I heard of anyone called Hamilton. Hamilton, or rather the person who chooses to call himself Hamilton, knew that Larry Boardman had given June Michael the microfilm. And he was determined to get it. He murdered Brenda. Faked the June Michael incident to look like suicide. Are you suggesting June Michael was murdered? I am, Inspector. And then he commissioned Mrs. Torbert to buy the third and missing piece of microfilm. Which she did for a thousand pounds. Mrs. Torbert refused to hand it over, except at a substantial profit. So, Hamilton agreed to meet her at Farnham. And while this meeting was taking place, he had our flat searched. And did uh, Hamilton fake the evidence against Howard? Of course. After he'd got Mrs. Torbert to swear she'd seen him leave the bomb site, there wasn't a great deal of evidence to fake. Although they faked it most successfully, as we know. Mm. But Gilbert did have a row with Brenda, and he did make a false statement to the police. I see. Yes, but, but you still haven't told us, who is Mr. Hamilton? Don't you know, Mr. Fabian? Don't you? Look out, Temple. Stand back. If anyone comes near me, I warn you, I'll shoot. Put that gun down, Fabian. Don't be a fool, man. Put it down. I warn you. Get away from that door. Get away from the door, Miss Wayne. Now, look. I'm going to take this key, and I'm going to lock the door from the other side. If anybody rushes me, I'll shoot. No, we don't move, Temple. I warn you, I'll shoot through the door if anybody comes near me. Good afternoon, Inspector. Uh, hello, Mrs. Temple. Is your husband in? No, I'm afraid he isn't, but I'm expecting him at any minute. Oh. Uh, well, I-, I won't stop. I've got an appointment at half past five. Is there any news? I'm afraid not. It's early days, yet we'll pick him up all right, don't worry. I expect you've had a pretty hectic 24 hours. Hectic? 
I never want to see another railway station or airport as long as I live. According to the newspapers, the whole of Scotland Yard is... Oh, there's a telephone. Would you excuse me? Yes, of course. I'll phone tomorrow morning. All right, Inspector. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello? Hello, is that you, Steve? Oh, hello, Sir Graham. I'm afraid Paul's out. Oh, dear. I'm expecting him at any moment, though. Did he leave any message? No, he simply said that if you telephoned, I was to ask him. Oh, wait a minute. I, I think he's just come in. Oh, hello, Steve. Is that for me? Yes, it's Sir Graham. Oh, good. Did you see Inspector Kingston? No. Oh, only just this minute left. I can't think how you missed him. Uh, hello, Sir Graham. Well, what's happened? It's all right. There's no need to worry. Are you sure? Yes. Well, remember, he's got the complete film. And if he doesn't keep this appointment... No, this is one appointment he will keep. Now, you won't forget, Sir Graham, the whole place surrounded... We're all ready, Temple. Everything's laid on. We're just waiting for the green light. Well, you'll get it tonight, Sir Graham. Good. Nine o'clock? Nine o'clock. At La Mortella. Yes. Let's go through to the dining room. Well, Fabian's here. He's managing to keep well out of the way. Well, naturally. Oh, hello. There's the inspector. Is Sir Graham with him? No, he's on his own. The end table on on the left. Oh, yes. Yes, I see him. Look, go and talk to Sir Graham, Steve. I want to have a word with the inspector. Yes, all right. Hello, Inspector. Hello, Temple. Look, uh, let's find a quiet corner and I'll buy you a drink. Oh, thanks. I could do with one. Well, still no sign of Fabian. No. Look, let's put our cards on the table. Whatever made you suspect him? I must confess, he was away down on my list. <laughs> Who was at the top of it? Well, Howard Gilbert, of course. Yes, I know, but... Ah, oh, you mean later, after the June Michael interview? Yes. Well, quite frankly, I suspected Lance Reynolds. Mm, I can understand that. Reynolds was friendly with both Betty Wayne and Howard Gilbert. Mm. Betty told him she had part of the film. And Reynolds realised that if Howard Gilbert could get him the second part from Brenda Stone... He'd be two-thirds of the way home. Exactly. All he had to do then was to get the third piece of film from June Michael. Yeah. Gilbert, however, wouldn't play. So, Reynolds decided to enlist the services of Wilfred Sterling. He told him about the film and promised him a cut of the proceeds. Mm. But before Sterling could get the film from Brenda, she was murdered. By? By Hamilton, who already knew that the film had been cut into three pieces and that Brenda Sterling had one of them. Now, Sterling, of course, was really stunned by the murder. But Reynolds, who already knew quite a lot about Hamilton, realised that Hamilton must be the murderer. Mm. When Howard Gilbert was arrested, they were both horrified. Then Sterling produced a diary of Brenda's, which seemed to establish that she had been meeting a Mr. Fairfax. Uh Reynolds, firmly believing that Fairfax was another name for Hamilton, concocted a letter which was intended to show that Gilbert had been framed, Mm. which indeed he had. By Hamilton. By Hamilton. Yes, but uh, how does Mrs. Talbot fit into all this? 
She was told by Hamilton to get Betty Wayne's portion of the microfilm. She was successful. But Reynolds was furious when he heard that Betty had sold her portion of the film to Mrs. Talbot for a thousand pounds. He immediately... Offered Mrs. Talbot 1,500. Well, I don't know what Reynolds offered her. But that's why he telephoned her that day when we were at Soho Square. He said, what about the Hamilton affair? Do I get the third shoe? In other words, do I get the third piece of film? Hmm. Well, we know what happened to Mrs. Talbot. Yes. But she was the sort of person you could very easily underrate. Hmm? Why do you say that? Well, even Hamilton underrated her. He did? He must have paid her a substantial sum to testify against Howard Gilbert. Unless he was blackmailing her. Hmm. There's a possibility of that, of course. But it's my bet she was about to blackmail him. But she'd never actually met him. No. How could she blackmail him if she didn't know who he was? She began to suspect. She made inquiries. She even went to a reference library. A reference library? Mm. She looked up the person she suspected in a reference book. I suppose she must have found out certain things about the mysterious Mr. Hamilton and wanted to check them against the biography of the person she suspected. How do you know that? Peter Galino said they met in a reference library. Yes? Well, I went there and found that Mrs. Torbert had asked for two books. One was a book called The Theory of the Photographic Process. Now, that's funny. Reynolds is interested in photography. It's his hobby. Yes. But it was the second book she was interested in. Really? Yes. The second book. Hmm. Uh, Temple, what do you think our chances are? Of what? Of catching Fabian. Oh, I think they're excellent, but we don't particularly want to catch him, do we? What? What do you mean? <laughs> Why don't you ask me the question, Inspector? What question? You're wondering about that book. The second book that Mrs. Talbot consulted. Why should I? It was the Encyclopedia of the Social Sciences. It contained biographical details of CID personnel. Well? The person Mrs. Talbot suspected wasn't Louis Fabian. No? No. It was Detective Inspector Kingston. You mean she suspected me? She thought I was Hamilton? Yes. But why? For heaven's sake, why? Because you are Mr. Hamilton, Inspector. That's why. What are you getting at? Shall I tell you why you came here this evening? You had a note from Fabian. He said that if you didn't meet him, he'd put certain facts before Sir Graham Forbes. Oh, oh this is very enlightening. Go on. You didn't want that to happen, not yet. You were prepared to do a deal with Fabian. Why should I do a deal with Fabian? Because you've now got the complete film inspector and your best bet is to let this business die down, then later pick up the pendant and quietly disappear. Oh, my dear Temple, what absolute nonsense. I know you got that note from Fabian because I was there when he wrote it. I actually posted it myself. If you don't believe me, ask Fabian. What? He's standing behind you. Good evening, Inspector. Why, you double-crossing little... Look out! Fabian, where does that passage lead to? Oh, my jaw. What did you say? Where does that passage lead to? My office. Anywhere else? No. What happened? What happened? He hit Fabian and made a dash for it. Well, he won't get far. I've got men at the end of that passage. Is there anybody on the roof? Don't worry, Temple. I've got half a flying squad. Did you get him, Johnson? He's locked himself in the office at the end of the corridor. Is that your office, Fabian? Yes. Is that another entrance? No. A window? No, there isn't a window. He'll have to come out the way he went in. Good. Come on, Sir Graham. Right. Kingston! 
Don't be a fool. The game's up. Open the door. What's he doing? Sounds as if he's moving the furniture about. He's barricading the door. Kingston, we'll give you ten seconds. Then we'll blow the lock. There's something burning. Yes, she's right, sir. Blow the lock, Sergeant, quickly. Stand back, Mrs. Temple. Yes. All right, Sergeant. He's wedged the door. The strong smell of petrol or something. Good Lord. What is it, Fabian? I'd forgotten. There's a drum of Veronex in one of the cupboards. Veronex. That's cleaning spirit, isn't it? Yes, we've been using it for the carpets. Well, that stuff's highly inflammable. If he's poured that over everything, the whole place will go up. He must be mad to do such a thing. I know what he's trying to do. There used to be a door for my office to a staff staircase. But I had it blocked up. It's only a wooden partition and he's trying to burn it down. What happens if he does? Well, if he's lucky... He won't be lucky. The fire's got a firm hold. Look, go downstairs. Tell the people there's a possibility of a fire breaking out. Get everybody outside as quickly as you can. Yes, all right. Steve, go down with no, him. No, I'd rather please, wait. Please, darling, please. All right. Come along, Mrs. Temple. Now, the best thing we can do is to get every available... You heard that? Yes. He won't come out now. <coughs> I think we can break the door down no, now. No, Stand back, sir. <coughs> They've found him, sir. Could you identify him? There's no doubt, I suppose. No, I've seen him. It's Kingston, all right. He must have been crazy to do a thing like that. Well, it's perhaps a good job he did, Sir Graham. Yes. I think they're just beginning to get the fire under control, sir. Oh, good. Well, that's not my department, thank goodness. Good night, sir. Good night, Sergeant. Good night, Mrs. Temple. Good night, sir. Good night, Sergeant. coffee I've ever tasted. <laughs> you can't beat Charlie for coffee. <laughs> oh, you beast. You know perfectly well I made it. <laughs> and now I really must go. No, no, oh, since no. you can't go yet, have another cup. Oh, no, thank you. Four's my limit. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't go yet, Sir Graham, Steve's absolutely bursting with curiosity. Well, I am. The thing I don't understand... <laughs> what don't you understand, Steve? Well, why did Kingston do all this? After all, he had a pretty good job. He also had a pretty nice collection of debts, Steve. He'd been gambling heavily. Lost nearly 7,000 pounds. The Cordova pendant was an easy way out. It was worth nearly 5,000. 50,000? 50,000, I tell you. It was a shock to me. Kingston was in a unique position. It was a simple job to make the necessary contacts. Oh, yes, I can see that, of course. What about that little Italian waiter, Galino? Well, Galino obviously knew something about Kingston. That's why he was beaten up. And remember... Kingston was the only person who was allowed to see Galino at the hospital, except myself. And you know what his reactions were. Yes, I Poor devil changed his original statement because he was terrified. Yes, and of course, Kingston admitted he was at Farnham when Mrs. Torbert was married. Mm, and he was at La Motella the night Betty Wayne warned me against going to Reading. But I thought she'd overheard a conversation between Reynolds and Fabian. No, between Fabian and Kingston. Oh. And it was that conversation which confirmed my suspicions. I told Kingston I'd been warned not to go down to Reading, but I didn't tell him who had warned me. I gave him the impression it was Reynolds who had overheard his conversation with Fabian. You know what happened, or nearly happened, to Mr. Reynolds. The car accident, yes, I certainly do. But, Paul, tell me, was Fabian working for Kingston? No, but Kingston was beginning to make use of him. He must have started by doing Fabian one or two good favours. For instance, he 
He found out about Lynn Ferguson and tipped him off. And why was Lynn kidnapped? Because Kingston wanted us to concentrate on La Mortella. By kidnapping Lynn, he threw suspicion onto Fabian. Yes, that's why Galena told me I'd find Hamilton at La Mortella. He was warned that if he didn't tell me, he wouldn't be just beaten up, he'd be murdered. As soon as Fabian knew the whole story, he offered to collaborate with us. And, well, you know what happened. Incidentally, Temple, we picked up Mrs. Stone this morning. Oh. Who is Mrs. Stone? The woman you saw at Mrs. Talbot's. She was working for Kingston. Oh, yes. She searched the flat and actually found the second piece of microfilm. And she handed it over to Kingston. Yes, she knew what had happened to Mrs. Talbot and she wasn't taking any chances. Well, just one more question, darling. Mm-hmm. Why did Sterling install that listening apparatus? Did he think Betty Wayne was working for Hamilton? Well, I don't know, but he knew that Reynolds was friendly with her and wanted to make sure that he wasn't being double-crossed. I see. Well, that's the end of the Gilbert case, Temple. Oh, surely it's not quite the end. What's going to happen to Howard Gilbert? It already happened, Steve. What? He was released this afternoon. Oh, good. Congratulations, darling. Thank you, Steve. (laughs) Well, what are you going to do now, Temple? If I remember rightly, you were off for a holiday when this business started. Yes, we'd arranged a continental tour. I'm afraid that's off. For the time being, at any rate. Oh? Why? Well, for one thing, thanks to Mr. Hamilton, the car's indisposed. Secondly, neither of us feels like a tour. We just want a jolly good rest. Mm, I can understand that. The trouble is that I want to go to Venice, and Paul wants to go to Monte Carlo. Venice, all that distance just for smells and gondolas. Venice (laughs) doesn't smell. It's absolute heaven. In any case, what about Monte Carlo? (laughs) What about it? Well, it's... uh, Windy. Windy? Monte Carlo? (laughs) Yes, it's windy. Nonsense. You're thinking of beachy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the wrong time of year for Monte Carlo. What do you mean, the wrong time of the year? Well, you know perfectly well. I've set my heart on going to Venice. Yeah, what is it, Charlie? Can I have a word with Mrs. Temple, sir? What about about the laundry, oh. sir. Oh, that's life, that is. I want Venice, I get the laundry. All right, Charlie. Shan't be a moment, Sir Graham, and don't go. Right. Temple, it's none of my business, of course, but mm. uh, if you really want to rest, I don't advise you to go to Italy, and certainly not Venice. Why? Haven't you heard of the Rosario case? No. Tell me. Well, a man called Rosario, a Venetian, has been accused of murdering his sister, Countess Tala. Mm. He was tried and found guilty. Yes. Now, the extraordinary thing is this. Several people claim to have seen Countess Tala since the murder. Since the murder? Yes. A report came through from Rome that she'd been seen in the Palazzo Lorenza. Twenty-four hours later, a journalist swore he'd seen her in Milan. What an extraordinary... Now, last night, this is the most extraordinary thing. A report came through from Venice Mm. from a prominent Italian diplomat that... Oh. Hello, darling. Everything all right? Yes, fine. What were you talking about? Mm. Oh, you were just talking... Well, I've been thinking. Perhaps we will go to Monte Carlo after all. No, 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 dear, if you've set your heart on no, Venice. No, no, you've had a very busy time and you deserve a rest. Oh, well, I, I can rest in Venice. No, no, you wanted to go to Monte Carlo, so we'll go to Monte no, Carlo. I, I'd just as soon go to Venice, Steve. But you said... Yes, you... I, yes, I know, darling, but Sir Graham says Venice is so romantic. After all, Steve, we're not getting any younger, are we, darling? If we can snatch just a little romance out of the ordinary, commonplace, everyday... Come off that soapbox, you chiseler. What? Venice. I can just see us at Venice, me on a gondola, and you at police headquarters. Steve! <laughs> Timothy, you were listening. Well, of course I was listening. Monte Carlo, here we come. 